Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Imminent, David LaFuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Somney, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, Scotty Young, Gabriel Harbin, Brian Hitch, Lee Garbett, Steve Kurth, Eric Nguyen, Par- Carlo Pagulian, Salvador LaRocca, Clayton Crane, Luke Ross, Billy Tan, Mitch Breitweiser, Dave Marquez, damn it, Pepe Larraz, David Messina, Nico Leon, Robbie Rodriguez, Zyman Kudransky, and Jan Bazaldwas. Ultimate Spider-Man. I almost, it was, I was, I was so close. You were close. Dude, in one yeah. breath. There's 31 Man. names. There's 31 names. Like, that's uh. impressive. Uh, but yeah, we're talking Ultimate Spider-Man. I am your host, the uh, sensational Eric Azana, and I'm joined by the only two men who I would trust to find out who the alternate version of myself is, because apparently he's been around for a while. First off, he's the man who just can't stop hopping universes to get that money. It's the spectacular Malcolm Russell Nelson. Listen, listen, listen. Dollars spend the same across every universe, baby. It don't matter where I get them from. I'm a wanted man in Earth 652, but I'm not wanted here. 652. Which Earth is that, Malcolm? Uh, yeah, that's a shitty one. Uh, that's the one where Trump is still president. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it stay ain't great. From, stay away from Rock. 652. So, like, I do not feel bad about taking money from there. And he's also the man who has a surprising history with Wilson Fisk. It's your friendly neighborhood, Jacob Brown. Oh, man. We were old pals back in the day, and he is like the buddy, buddy. We did drama together. You know, he was really good. <laughs> he was a good Wait a good second. Actor. So he also acted with world famous and critically acclaimed Gaslight actor Jacob Brown? We don't oh like to talk God. about him, but Wilson Fisk is very much... <laughs> Great. he would he would have gone so many places he would be probably on broadway by now i heard but, i heard that his uh, lear is but, incredible it's absolutely phenomenal wait a second wait a second it's but i did phenomenal. see him on broadway broadway and kolb oh there you go oh! burr, 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 burr. a very specific tucson reference and his name is john cena <laughs> peacemaker is that you anyway <laughs> yeah so we are t- <laughs> we're talking the penultimate chapter of the brian michael bendis spider-man saga we've only got one more after this we are talking spider-man 2 men Miles morales boogaloo uh-huh. and <laughs> <laughs> this was five years in the making. This It had been five years since Spider-Man, where Miles and Peter met each other for the first time and left us off with a cliffhanger of Peter Parker just going on and Googling Miles Morales and then being shocked at what he saw. Does this event pay off that cliffhanger? Well, we're just going to have to read and find out, huh? Won't we? We spoiler this- alert! It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there. So, full disclosure: uh, Malcolm and I had read this before. Yep. Jacob had not read this. Yep. 
So we were very curious to see what Jacob was going to say about this. Jacob gets um, on this recording spitting hot fire. Hot fire. <laughs> hot so, fire. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite the little quite the little take that Jacob had on here. But uh, we're going to get into all that. So let's kick things off. Chapter one of this five issue miniseries. First off, great cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think all of these covers are, like, pretty good to really great. I disagree. Uh, Whoa! Real NAF. One of those covers is real NAF. Is it the cover for number three? It might be. We'll get to it. it. I don't remember which cover it is, but we'll talk about it when we get to it. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. It was was one that was just like, wow, that's a little woof. But this one, I really really dig, because it of course, it absolutely sets up the, oh, shit, we're going to solve this mystery. Yeah. And it sets it up as this big fucking thing. Yeah. like Peter, like, Googles him at the end of the original Spider-Man, which we did an episode on. Go back in the archives. You can check that session out. We yep. had a lot to say. Um, and he was just like, oh, my God. Like, it was, like, shocking to him. And I don't know if that would elicit the same response. I get the same thing when I don't find a search result. Are you serious? <laughs> I get when I, I when I, when I find nothing. I I have the same exact reaction. Of, oh my god! <laughs> I have a say. I have the same David Rose reaction. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna talk about it, but I I I think there was a little bit of like little little bait and switch switcheroo here. Also, anyway. hey, let's get Dan Levy as uh, as Spider Man. He'd be fucking awesome. Dan Levy would be good as Spider Man. Yes, yeah, so he'd be a really good Spider Man. He's got he great. He's good. got great Spider Man. He's hair. got he's got the best fucking hair. He's so good. Jesus, he's so fucking pretty. Oh my god! Specifically for this Spider Man in this volume, actually. Uh, yeah, he'd be really good at this. Yeah, there's a moment in this that's there's a moment in this. Uh, volume that is a problem for Jacob, and we'll come to that. <laughs> I have a feeling I know exactly what it is. You know where it is, and it was like, oh, okay. I have, I have a feeling I know what it is. Also, we'll see. very excited for him to show up in Sex Education sometime this year, season four. I should start. Really? You need to start watching it, Malcolm. It's so good. It's yeah, so good. I know. I keep forgetting that it's there. Especially uh, now that our boy Shudi Gatwa is going to be the next doctor. Yeah, baby. Shudi Gatwa. And watching Ooh. him in the, in, in sex, sex education, you're just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the new doctor. Yeah, this is tight. It's hilarious it's watching hilarious. him on that show and being like, that's our next doctor. Yeah, it really that's is. Doctor Who. That's cool. Doctor finally, Who. Finally, a doctor who can be horny. Finally. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Hey. hey, doctors can be horny. <laughs> Dr. Horny? Horny? Is that what you mean? Dr. Horny. More like Oh, there it is. So chapter one one starts end media res with uh, shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. (laughs) Peter and Miles hanging upside down in a very Michael Bay uh, airport runway plane strip this is a michael bay sequence it is yeah like you're upside down having you're you're not kidding 
This is literally bad boys. <laughs> yeah. no, we were talking about is. this beforehand. Bad You're not boys wrong. For life. <laughs> like Just, I, man, you have some nerve. It's like me. I have nerve. You have some nerve. <laughs> I have some nerve. Like it is very Mike Lowry. You Peter know? Parker is one hundred percent the Will Smith in this. Yes, like, he is. He is one thousand percent. I'd argue that Peter Parker is the Martin Lawrence. I thought it was. I thought it was switched the other way. But the thing Personally, is, interesting. But the thing is, but the thing is, if if somebody were to make fun of Mary Jane, I can totally see Peter Parker <laughs> smacking the shit out of <laughs> Keep my wife, non-wife, non- girlfriend, sometimes not girlfriend, currently married to somebody else with kids. Name out of your mouth. Damn <laughs> right. <Slap>. Damn right. <laughs> no, listen, because Peter Parker is the pill in this volume, he has to be the Martin Lawrence. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. And That's Miles crazy. is the cool hip one, which means that Miles is the Will Smith. Oh, that's You're upsetting. Right. You're that's right. So upsetting. Oh. Nah, it's cool. It's way cooler. Are you kidding? No, it is cooler, but I'm just like, I don't like Miles Morales slapping the shit out of somebody just because of he slapped shit out. He uh, slapped did shit you out read last so many times in this book? <laughs> Obvi- so many times he slapped the shit out of people. Obviously I, not, because I was bored out of my mind. I anyway. have the image of that guy hanging off of the light being <laughs> 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 raised oh, in yeah. my head. <laughs> that is fucking my brain. Bend backwards That's right. over the light. <laughs> backwards over a light that is clearly gonna fall out of the ceiling onto the person who's on top of the pool table. Like that is in my head. Uh, <laughs> keep Barbara's name out of your motherfucking mouth. I guess that that would actually be the other Miles Morales who would do that. So that makes sense. You're right. I mean, Barbara. We see, uh, we see a plane is taking off. Miles and Peter are trying to get to it. Miles uses his little Venom Blast Supernova thing to let them loose from where they're tied upside down. I like Miles... that here it really looks like the version in the video game, too. Absolutely, it does. Like, yeah. it, it is full-on the video game one, which is it's cool. Really like, cool. I, I'm glad that they took from Pickelli's art uh, to do that. Also, this looks fucking gorgeous. Looks great. Looks oh, great. Yeah. Pickelli's back. Or Kelly is back. Or Cinderella, however you want to pronounce it. Mm, Cinderella, Cinderella. Uh, it's really, it's al- it's always good to see <laughs> her team up with Bendis. It's really nice. Yeah. So Miles is running after the plane. We get this quick moment where someone is looking out the window at Miles. And this is another bait and switch moment for me, which I yep. do not enjoy because it happens a couple times in this. Yep. Um, yeah. Have a problem with it. Where Miles, you know, shoots off a web to try and get the plane. He misses. The plane takes off. Both he and Peter are out of breath trying to compose themselves. And Peter says, even after I found out who you really were, you have no business being Spider-Man. None of this should have happened. We then cut to a week ago. Not a week ago of two years ago. God damn it. Not a week ago of <laughs> January 4th of 2022 when we started this journey. Not a week ago of the Ultimate really? Universe. Not a week ago of Ultimatum. Not a week ago of Cataclysm. Not a week ago of the collapse of the Ultimate Universe or of the multiverse itself. Not a week ago of the beginning of this run, which was in fact six months after the end of Secret Wars. Not even a month ago or a week ago of the beginning of this volume it's a week ago of right now 
And we kick things off with uh, Miles late to class, the slacker that he is. However, turning in his paper right on time to his teacher, um, things are starting to go okay for him. He's starting to find a balance between his normal life and his Spider-Man life. And speaking of Spider-Man, we see the amazing Spider-Man fighting... Is that Armadillo? Goddamn right it is. Our boy, Armadillo? I guess. Goddamn right it is. Uh, He's definitely roided up, basically. He is, for sure. Never seen Armadillo this, like, thick. (laughs) With three Cs. Yes. Mm. Working on a fourth. (laughs) Spidey gives him the, the juggernaut treatment where he pops his little helmet off and bashes him with it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sick. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Really and what's more sick, and what I love about this art, is that even though it's another bait and switch, I really enjoy it because on the cover, it shows him using the uh, the spider armor. And thankfully, in the rest of the comic, he's not in it. So kind of, of unfortunate that, that he's I really not in enjoy. it. Kind of unfortunate he's not in it because, uh, again, disagree. we like that spider armor. I disagree. Well, <laughs> if we're going to form a quorum, both Jacob and I like it. So eat our nuts. Well, we'll see what ends up happening when the edit comes out. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so release Spidey. the real cut. <laughs> release the Malcolm cut. Release, release the, the Malcolm, Malcolm cut. <laughs> release the spider so armor. You have no idea how much I have to edit every single week because i have two podcasts i have a wednesday podcast and a friday podcast that i have to edit every single week no sleep till brooklyn for eric azana every single week and i as you know i live in los angeles so there's no (laughs) sleep to be found (laughs) but as uh as spidey stands over his uh fallen foe we see a very familiar sight off in the distance a big swirly vortex a big Whoa! pink swirly vortex. Whoa! I haven't seen that so, in like five days. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait, I know exactly what that is, even though I shouldn't know what that is because everything's different here. Uh-huh. So not different it's here. Kind of uh, weird, so yeah. Spidey goes off to investigate. Meanwhile, over at Brooklyn Visions Academy, um, Miles and Genki are having the exact same conversation as uh, Peter and Ned had in Spider-Man Homecoming where they're looking at a girl and saying, is that a new, is that a new blouse that she's wearing? No, she wore that blouse already. <laughs> Except it's with a hat, which again, yep. yet again, the mm-hmm. MCU mm-hmm. ripping off mm-hmm. Miles and Genki. Except this is a different character. It is a different character, though you wouldn't know it visually. Because this is, uh, <clears throat> if I may. <clears throat> Please. Nice. You got me rocking and a rolling. Popping and dropping. Barbara Ann. Barbara Ann. It's Barbara. So we see Barbara's wearing a new hat, apparently. Um, and you know what, guys? Yep. She seems exactly like Miles' type. Yeah. Exactly yep. like Miles' yeah. type. 
as a mm-hmm. as a young as a previous young Miles Morales myself, yes, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Apparently, uh, uh, Barbara Rodriguez has been a classmate of theirs for a while, but because of her nice pink new hat, uh, Miles is noticing her for the first time. Yeah, it ain't the hat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it to tell you. He hat. says it's the hat. That fucking. I'll tell you side. exactly what it is. It's the nose ring, bro. I, you I right. thought it's that side smile that that she just like gives to Oof. him. Ooh, Oof. boy, dangerous, dangerous. Dang. And not only that, she walks straight over to him after giving him that smile. Like, mm. what's up, danger? <laughs> what's up, danger? <laughs> what's up, danger? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Danger? What's up, Danger? Oh my god. uh, It went from so sexy to so funny. Legendary. Legendary. Uh, Shout out to AJ Kincaid for that one. Um, And as they're about to uh, have a nice little nice little moment between miles and barbara a giant robot head lands in the middle of their school's courtyard don't you hate it when that happens yep. yeah that shit would happen all the time mm-hmm. don't go to school in tucson just don't do it honestly um, jesus that's actually a little fair point usd <laughs> not worth it bro uh, hey <laughs> neither the you, musd is not either so, <laughs> uh so Everybody sees the pink swirling vortex in the distance again. And of course, it's everyone's favorite judge who is the one that uh, points that out. I feel like judge is like the main character of everybody hates Chris. Because nobody seems <laughs> oh to <my> enjoy <laughs> his company. So you're saying he's going to grow up to be really fucking sexy? <laughs> I'm not saying he's not. Because, uh, yo, that boy... Yeah, that boy grew up good. God damn, yeah, good, yeah. good for him. Good for him. For him. That's real. That's real. Funny. Fresh, fresh, uh, Golden Globe winner. Good for him. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Tyler James Williams. Williams James. I never remember which way it is. He's good. He's he's a very good guy. Very he's good. A very dude. good guy. I've never seen him in a bad performance. Honestly, no. Doing real well for himself. Everybody hates Chris. Fucking wonderful. Great show. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so Miles swings off to figure out what the deal is with this pink swirling vortex that he recognizes, even though he shouldn't. I got and... a little co- uh, the the panel with uh, him swinging off and he's upside down. I got confused when I was reading this because I'm reading it by panel. So every time I was flipping it over, <laughs> yeah, like, what is going on here? Yeah. I, like, no, I had to like take out and zoom out on the real thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, it is supposed to be like that. <laughs> He's like, my tablet's glitching. Yeah, I was like, what's wrong with my phone? (laughs) So as Miles is is swinging on over, he runs into the other Spider-Man. And I love how Peter reacts like, far out, it's Spider-Man. Like, yeah, you say that every time. I don't get that reference. (laughs) Some of them are just for me. <laughs> it's, it's funny because this page is the best because of that, and then two panels later becomes the worst page in the book. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, great, we're gonna have a fun time. Not a lot of exposition panel <laughs> where the the word balloon is bigger than not one but both Spider Men. 
I mean, in an appropriately Peter Parker fashion. Well, you yeah. mean, do I remember that this crazy rundown warehouse used to run us used to house a small dimensional rift into another version of Earth, so one of my all-time worst villains, Mysterio, found it and used it to sneak in and out of your dimension when you used to live in another dimension instead of living in my dimension, which is, yes, not my dimension, but all of our dimensions, but now we both live in the same dimension. We're both Spider-Man, and I'm totally okay with it. What the fuck is this? Hey, you, <laughs> hey, you know what I really have a big problem with with that sentence or with that word balloon? The fact that they never close the parentheses. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah. It's been five years of me. being angry about this. I was angry about it the first time I fucking read it. <laughs> and yeah. that was when I knew that Spider-Man 2 was going to piss me off. Drives me fucking insane. Drives me up a wall. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah, I guess he's Spider-Man and he crawls up wall. So they go into the warehouse where they find the vortex and then suddenly someone starts to come out of it and it's Taskmaster. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I remember we're going to go the way, way back machine to uh, a previous decade where this issue came out Mm -hmm. and everyone under the fucking sun was telling me oh yeah, this is Ultimate Taskmaster. And I'm like, yeah, it must be, obviously, because they said it is, and he's coming out of the portal. Now that I know who Ultimate Taskmaster is, yeah, it's all not. of you are fucking liars. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. At the worst, you're fucking liars. At the best, you're just ignorant. Yep. Because this is it's very clearly 616... Taskmaster. Just yeah. with a new redesign for no fucking reason for that no never shows up again. Reason. It's a cool ass redesign. Oh, it's a great redesign. He looks awesome. He this looks like is, a crusader. And it's I cool. I love it, the giant fucking the yeah, of course you the giant sword. sword. Of yes! Course. Leave me alone, Malcolm. Of course you do. <laughs> I just finished Crisis Core reunion last week, and I'm well, still on a Zach Fair high. Leave yeah, me alone. Yeah, you're still having a crisis about it. Yeah, of course. I will continue we to know. have a crisis. Is that we my know? Core. It's at uh, my core. I gotta say, this is uh, my fashion icon of the week for me. Ooh. Yeah, goddamn. No, for sure, for sure. This I is love this choice. look of Taskmaster. I love Taskmaster, and him looking like the true Assassin's Creed here. Looks yeah. That's amazing. the thing. I mean, it's just an Assassin's Creed look. It looks. So cool. I'm pretty sure with the customization options, I made this assassin in Assassin's Creed Unity, the Paris one. Yeah. You know what? I wasn't, uh, and you know what? I didn't understand the whole big sword like Eric does, but now I get it right here. Yes. I totally get it right here. Yes, bitch. So fucking cool. The big swords fucking rule. It's so fucking cool. I I was just like, okay, this, this volume just half won me over right now just by introducing like the coolest take of this character. Also um, clearly it, he just killed someone because the blade is still dripping blood. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh-huh. It's like it's so intense. His mask is fucking scary too. He looks like the mask of the phantasm just yes. coming right out of it. Peter uh-huh. Parker, your angel of death awaits. <laughs> that would be dope as fuck. That is still crazy. So Taskmaster jumps out and we then cut to Bloomfield Hills. Looks like a very nice mansion where a man is walking his dog. He gets into his mansion and uh, he is greeted by his assistant, I'm assuming, 
who is like, hey, look, there's trouble in New York, Taskmaster situation. And then she says, I'm sorry, Mr. Morales, you told me to tell you. And then it shifts, and we see the 616 Miles Morales. Jigsaw! Jigsaw! <laughs> ben Barnes Jigsaw. looks very different here. He's, it's he's not Ben pretty. Barnes, it's fucking Jimmy McNulty from The Wires, Jigsaw. Oh my god, he's way too pretty to be Jigsaw. <laughs> Uh, so this is interesting, right? We we get the answer to the mystery immediately at the end of issue one. In yeah. a way, yeah. yeah. And I didn't love it. I didn't love but... that they just kind of gave it away. I was hoping that there was going to be more intrigue across the, the series, because there's five whole issues to give us that. But, I mean, they don't give it away. Like, that's the thing. We see him, but they don't tell you anything about him otherwise. But yeah. they tell you so much. He has this... some kind of money because he has an assistant. Yeah, he has yeah. this mansion. He has an assistant. He has a dog. That's he's got a bunch of enough. scars, so yeah. he's obviously. You know, it is a little. It is a little too much to know that he has a dog. You're right. It is. It tells me too much. Yeah. Tells me I too needed much. to wait until issue four to know that he has a dog. I, I needed know. to know if he was a dog person or a cat person. Now I know he's a dog person, and the mystery's kind of just taken out of it. Do you it think? Reveals uh... too much. Do you think the dog is named Genki or something like that? Ah, no, it's Ned. Uh, there you go. <laughs> also, I don't know if we covered it, but I was skimming through a previous volume because I needed to answer a question for myself. And oh. the first interaction that Genki has with, with Danica, Danica. Yeah, where he he's goes, like, call me Ned. He's like, you don't look like a Ned. And I'm like, God <laughs> damn right. Yeah. So funny. That so funny. funny. <laughs> so, so chapter funny. two. Great fucking cover. Great Love fucking it. cover. Great fucking first panel. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Where he's just standing over his like, hey. <laughs> he's got that classic, like, he's so jacked he can't put his arms all the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so much taller than both Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, just let's just blood. go ahead and say it. This is the tallest version of Jason Statham I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 100 percent i i was gonna say luke evans but i will give you jason statham oh no. <laughs> it's funny that you went for the other, the other shaw boy the better yeah. shaw i'll say it the better shaw hey hey eric shaw. hey eric that's not a hot take you are correct owen it shaw is correct Wait, it is correct decker shaw is show. super fun but owen shaw is awesome Oh my gosh. Fast and Furious 6 rules. It's fucking great. It 6 is, is so good. And it's I think almost it's almost really, the best one. It, I mean, it's right in the best three, which is 567. Uh, I think you mean 563, which is 7, bro. What about 7? What? 7's fine. What? 7 doesn't have any Tokyo Whoa! Drift. Whoa! Whoa! It doesn't have any Tokyo Drift. I can't believe you're against 7. Seven's fine. Seven's wow, fine. I'm it's actually good. really shocked by this. It's good, but they but they also killed the only Asian character. So like, I what do you want from me? That uh, no, because that happens in three. <laughs> but so that don't, was before don't he lie. was the Malcolm. 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 <laughs> that was before he was the token Asian character in the crew. Malcolm. Yes. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. 
the death is okay. But in they the established third one. the timeline beforehand. No, but the, so the death is Spider-Man okay in Tokyo Drift because he is serving a classic anime mentor role where they all die at one point or another. Yes. But when it's recontextualized as he's the only Asian character in our main crew, yeah. and they killed him. Yeah. No, hey, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. It's upsetting. Sorry, sorry. I got a little, got a little fast and furious on you. I'm glad that I'm glad that nine exists to completely just retcon that out. The whole thing. Like I'm, I'm so glad (laughs) for for literally no reason. (laughs) The explanation of it is so dumb. It's just like like, Mister Nobody's just like I was there. I watched the car crash. I watched it with Han. I love that Mr. Nobody is just a fucking watcher. Like, (laughs) I yoinked you from time. What if we make a great watcher? Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Speaking of a warehouse full that could hold a bunch of cars, we have (laughs) Spider-Man and Taskmaster here. Jacob, I've never been so proud of you in my entire life. Jacob, I'm so proud. That was excellent, buddy. (laughs) I've never been so proud of you in my entire life. And I've never been so bored for about three minutes in my life. Well played. Actually, (laughs) while we're already... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say something stupid, so go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) While we're already derailed... I think this is the perfect time for me to bring up all new X-Men Volume 7. Yes, you mentioned this off mic. So so here we are at this portal, right? Now, we've seen this portal before in Spider-Man. Yes, Um, even though it didn't happen. After the events of Spider-Man, the Ultimate Universe is still around before Secret Wars. Yes. Uh, So before Secret Wars, Brian Michael Bendis is writing uh, a couple of the X-Men books. He is writing arguably the flat, the two flagships of the X-Men line, uh, all new X-Men and uncanny X-Men, which brings the original five X-Men of Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Iceman, Angel, and Beast to the present. Specifically and Teen Cyclops, though. Teen Cyclops. Specifically Teen Cyclops. Yes, like the original, like from X-Men number three. Teen Cyclops! It is specifically the, right at the beginning of X-Men number three and brings them to the present. And also way too nosy and hate crimey uh, Jean Grey. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big problematic Jean Grey. Big problematic um, Jean Grey. So brings them to the present, traps them there. They're trapped in the present. They can't get home. It's a whole thing that runs for a while, but in all new X-Men, X-Men no volume. Yes. It's X-Men <laughs> No Way Home. Uh, all new X-Men volume seven, which is titled The Ultimate Adventure. Uh, the, uh, the, the group of them, which does not have a Cyclops at that point because Cyclops is off in space with his dad, which fucking everyone good. read that book. That it's Greg so Rucker book was so fucking good. Uh, so, and Russell Donovan's art. Um, so Cyclops is off with his dad while Laura, Laura Kinney has joined the team. And so it so brings cool. all of them. To the ultimate universe. They go and find this mutant who has universe opening capabilities and brings them to the ultimate universe accidentally. And so they have this adventure with Miles Morales and the ultimate X-Men. We get to see ultimate kitty and all that stuff. It's super fun. Great time. Uh, But in that story, at the beginning of that story, before that mutant gets her powers, 
There is a scene in the Ultimate Universe where we see Ultimate Tony Stark and Ultimate Amadeus Cho looking at the portal, and then the portal closes, and then the portal disappears. Completely. There is no more portal. And so the only way that they can, the old, uh, that the all-new X-Men can get home is to find that mutant again. Mm. Uh, and they find her and they get home. But that portal closes and disappears. So this story posits that after Secret Wars, this portal somehow wound up to be open again to a world that we'll get into. That shouldn't exist. That shouldn't exist. Because Which it, means that it was never fucking gone. Yeah. At all. Never it was happened. never gone. Which <laughs> means that Miles does not need to be here. <laughs> and I'm mad about it. <laughs> I'm raging about it. It makes me so mad. <laughs> Why, Yada? Why? <laughs> Malcolm, I want Hit me with you a gabagool, Malcolm. Hit me with I a gabagool. Open your window. Gabagool! <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, I want you to go open your window and I want you to scream outside your door. Stop it, lungs! I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore! <laughs> <laughs> the water is making the frogs gay! <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson from the MCU? Is that you? Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. I, anyway, I just wanted that, to get Malcolm. on my soapbox about it because I just reread that volume because I wanted to reread that before this. Because I remembered that there was portal stuff in there. And I was like, okay, I need to get that clarified. And it's very interesting that that portal is entirely gone. <laughs> gone. And I think we should mention that everything that Malcolm just mentioned did happen pre-Secret Wars. Pre-Secret Wars. It is about uh it, it's about like four or five months before secret wars yeah back when there was a multiverse or is there and it makes me so angry here he goes again here he goes again <laughs> i just picture like you remember an inside out anger <laughs> the fire shooting out of his head uh it's me tapping into my inner atreus uh <laughs> i was gonna say it's me tapping Your into my Lewis binary Black. form <laughs> like Marvel. My, my Lewis Saiyan. Black is coming out right now. It's going like pissed off. <laughs> so we see uh Miles and Peter trying to figure out what uh what Taskmaster is doing here. And I love again, this is a very like this feels like a very anime or a very video game thing where they're just like Oh yeah, we're gonna fight this dude. And then it shows both of them thwipping and we cut to outside. And just both of them go flying out the window. <laughs> Again, also a very bad boys too. Uh bad boys for life. Very bad boys. <laughs> like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> just them both flying out the window. Really fun. They go back in and uh the portal's gone. Malcolm, no portal. Hey, look, portal's gone. <laughs> But so is Taskmaster, <laughs> and so uh, they they need to figure out what the hell is uh, what the hell is up with this. We cut over 
to out just directly outside of the warehouse because they don't know how to case a crime scene. Nope. And Taskmaster <laughs> just walking out with a couple duffel bags into a little jalopy that he tosses the bags into. By kind the way, of, it was yeah. kind of creepy the way he just like appeared like out of the shadows like that. Kind of super that fucking sick, dude. Dope as really fuck. Cool. Dope He's as cool. Fuck. He's I love cool this design. Guy. I love you know, this actually, design. this listeners, if you uh, if if I have a moment, um, I've been playing a lot of Midnight Suns. Spoiler alert: it drives. But also, this looks exactly like one of the costumes that the hunter has in that game. Oh really? That's yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, actually a couple of them. Very good game. Very good customization. It's fun. Um so Taskmaster's loading up his his uh his little what is that? Station wagon with the yeah. duffel bags that it's he got sedan. from the portal. <laughs> and then uh, Miles happens upon him and they engage in some fisticuffs. Miles disarms him. Disarm uses a uh, disarming strike. Yeah, disarms him. Battle master maneuvers. And uh, is able to. But yeah, like you said, (laughs) Malcolm, like you said, he just immediately hits him with the. uh, What is it? The. Judo uh, chop. Judo chop. Austin Powers judo chop. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Miles zaps him with a venom blast. Uh, And. Wait, no, it's uh, it's. No, um, it's Taskmaster zapping Miles. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And then uh, Peter accidentally hits Miles in the head with a web. Uh, and then fucking, well, I don't know, Taskmaster conjures up these fucking magical shuriken. It's laser shuriken. That's so yeah. sick, dude. It's Dope so sick. It is so cool. Coolest version of Taskmaster. Let's just say. Yeah. Yes. I mean, every version yeah. of Taskmaster is the coolest version of Taskmaster, though. Are they? Black Widow? Oh, you know what? I forgot that that existed. I'm sorry. Almost at the <laughs> like, Taskmaster is the coolest version. So close. Almost. So close. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Are they Taskmaster of the Avengers, Marvel's Avengers video game? Yeah, he's pretty fun. I like him. I'll, I like Taskmaster. I, I, I prefer Spider Man. PS4 Spider Man. See, yeah, I was going to say, yes, yeah, Spider Man is a little better, but yeah. Yeah. The only like thing he's got on that one is that he has a cape. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, Taskmaster runs away and rigs the car to explode, which sends both Spider-Men crashing over to the side. Uh, it's very <laughs> clear that they are not working as well as they could together. Um, we also, I didn't mention it, but they did mention that when uh, Taskmaster was getting ready to get out of there, he radioed to Miles Morales and Miles is like, what the fuck? What did you say? Attacking <laughs> him. And so Miles is very concerned. He's like, hey, look, I'm really worried about this. And Peter's like, hey, look, I'm sure I'm sure it was nothing. I'm sure you either misheard or it was somebody with the same name as you. And he's like, actually i uh i searched your name online it's such a weird brag it's like actually i don't know if you know this i uh i use Google. i, Facebook I don't know, you know the internet <laughs> you know it's no big deal but i uh looked you up once <laughs> like what a fucking weird brag you i checked your that. imdb just yeah. so <laughs> exactly. by the way 
You know you're not on Wikipedia. (laughs) He says, uh, after the first time we met, I asked myself the same question. I wondered if there was a you here. And cops are on the way. Let's get some air. And I'm like, no, tell us. And so they get out of there. And then Peter says, I did a search and nothing. As in not a damn thing. Nothing about you. Nothing about any of this. And then the first retcon because in that original uh, Spider-Man, if you'll remember, he Googled Miles Morales, where apparently uh-huh. only now you can starkle someone. Yep. Which doesn't sound very good. No. Nope. I have to say. Sounds like a lawsuit. Incredibly problematic. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but I don't believe Bendis when he says this. I don't believe that it was supposed to be nothing. No, I agree. I don't think I don't think that there was any plan. I don't think that he came up with anything. But also, yeah. there's a part of me that, especially with how Peter acts in the story, it feels like he's lying. Yeah, I agree with that too. So you I, think that was he came up? You think that he came up with the actual Miles Morales here? He's gotta. He has a history. We see it. And we'll but the whole thing it. is that, like, he's he's gone. Like, he's gotten himself removed from the internet and everything. Like, they do say that. Like, he's entirely scrubbed from the system. I don't think... I don't know. There's a lot of contrivancy in that. Because, like, there's no way to completely... Like, in today's day and age, there's no way to completely scrub someone. from. It's the Marvel Universe, man. Sure there is. I I don't know. Maybe maybe they had, like, the Dark Knight Rises, like, you know, fucking thing. Stop. Magical Mm -hmm. key they put in your name, social security number. You know, yeah, it's not even real in Dark Knight Rises. It is real. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's, it's just, a play. It's just that Taggart doesn't have it because Bruce Wayne has it. Remember? Oh, Bruce but he lied. He doesn't have it either. No, Bruce has it. Yeah. When does he use it? He uses it uh, for Selena at the end. Like it's I... implied they use it at the end, but. That was the whole thing. Is that like she's like, no, it doesn't exist. He's like, no, it does exist. I have it. I like that was something that. that I bought. I bought that out. Yeah, that happens at the end. I don't remember that. Yeah, when she's like, come with me, and he's like, I can't. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't because I'm busy. Yeah, exactly. Not, not everything. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing movie. <laughs> underrated movie. No, we're we're do not remember that. that. But it is the I'll, most underrated Batman movie, for it. and it is ten times better than The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Actually, the most underrated movie is Batman Begins because no one puts that in their top. And, it's, and it's, it's the best, best one. It's the best You're one. You're right. You're right. No one remembers that Batman Begins is the best Batman movie because I it handles always the try to... and the wacky shit perfectly. Yep. I, I try to forget Batman Begins constantly because I always never liked that movie. I know. Never did. Hey, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> Because I am also so, the solitary person on this podcast that enjoyed the Batman. So we all have our uh, takes. You are the I only the one who likes the Oh, yeah. Yes! I was going to say, I'm the minority. No, yeah. I, yeah. Mm, the optics on that sentence are not great. I liked it. <laughs> now who has the quorum? Now who has the quorum, Malcolm? And I will be leaving this in the end. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna take out the other thing, but you're gonna leave this. <laughs> yeah. 
They're like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Why does he keep saying quorum? It's so weird. As a quick side note, I don't remember which special it was, but Bo Burnham did an amazing bit in one of his specials where he's like, now here's a joke about editors. And then it just edits to the next joke. And I just... Oh, that's really funny. Really clever. <laughs> really clever. Yeah, Bo Burnham's awesome. incredible. That's so... Funny. Uh, it cuts to uh, Brooklyn Visions Academy six days ago. Not the six days ago of a week ago. God damn it. <laughs> Not the six days ago of the collapse of the Ultimate Universe. God nor, as Malcolm it. pointed out, the six days ago of Volume 4 of all new X-Men Ultimate Adventure. God six days ago it. from right now. <laughs> and... Malcolm and Barbara are having a nice little conversation where he finally. Thank you for saying her. Malcolm and Barbara. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> you have a type, my boy. What can I say? I do. Listen, I think it's interesting. I, I just think it's interesting <laughs> that Barbara looks a lot like Rio. Are you saying that old adage if we all mar- we all marry our parents? <laughs> <laughs> I I think Bendis is saying that. Boy, I don't Freud love the optics on that right now. <laughs> I think that's interesting. Sigmund is Freud interesting. is going crazy, spinning in his grave, knowing that that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what? Again, I get it because fun fact: I did date this girl in high school, so. <laughs> I get. I it. tried. I get it. Oh, oh Lord, did I try? Uh, I didn't know. Well. Oh, did Let's I just try? say. Um, we then cut to five days ago. Not the five days ago of six days ago. Not the five days ago of a week ago. Not even the five days ago of Volume Four of All New X Men entitled Ultimate Adventure. Five days ago of right now, where Peter meets with Miles, and Peter is wearing his best. I'm not wearing a symbiote. You're wearing a symbiote cosplay. (laughs) Oh my God. I think it's really cool that Peter Parker and I dress exactly the same. Oh my God. (laughs) Actually turning up to this recording today wearing the exact same outfit. I mean, the only difference is that I'm wearing a Naruto shirt. (laughs) This is just turned inside out because it's laundry. laundry. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, no, you so Peter showing up dressed like this is starting to be a problem for Jake. <laughs> I knew it was the a scene. Gears are turning. I knew it was. Right I knew here. it was this scene because he's he's looking his most like normcore hot. True, like, <laughs> like for sure. Is, but you want to you want to talk about some problems? We meet oh. Jessica Jones. <laughs> oh man, who will remain a problem for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> As soon, as soon as I saw those armbands, I was like, well, Erickson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. You know what? I accuse of Malcolm having a type just now. Well played. Well black, played. Black nail polish and those armbands? Yeah, I know your type. Buddy. Well black played, lipstick? my friend. Oh, boy. I see, uh, I see it. I see and I raise. <laughs> Who's winning this You know what? Game? I fold. I get it. <laughs> Apparently, we all are winning this poker game right now. Uh, so it turns out us. that uh, <laughs> that Jacob's crush had my crush uh, do some investigations due to her running alias investigations into oh. who this Miles Morales could be. And we then get this wonderful montage of Jessica Jones doing her fucking job. 
and it's... everything that is entailed in doing her fucking job, including getting licked. Uh, by who? by, by Madam that? Hydra. That's I'm very, assuming that's Madam Hydra. Uh, yeah. That's either Madam Hydra, which is already like a problem, or Viper, who does have venomous saliva. Okay, so yeah. either way, hot. A problem. <laughs> uh, I was also say I was gonna say she also got punched by Red Hulk. Red Ooh. Hulk, yeah, yeah. Punched like, by Red Hulk. Had a conversation has, with Moon Girl and, and uh, Devil Dinosaur. Has the blob in a headlock, which is pretty cool. Hilarious. Pretty cool. He looks uh, shook by it. Teaming yeah, up like, with the other Jessica. Yep. Uh, the better Jessica. Out. Whoa. She's not even the better Jessica Drew, my guy. Bro. Bro, both Jessica Drews are better than Jessica Jones, bro. Come on. No, get the fuck out come of here. On. Come <laughs> on. Come you on. come back to me when 616 Jessica Drew comes back from being warped out of reality. Oops, spoiler for Spider-Man 2022. <laughs> J- Real quick, Jacob, you're not reading Spider-Man, are you? The the current Spider-Man book? Dan I Slott have no and, idea what uh, any Mark of you are talking about. Anyway. There is one specific thing in the most recent issue that you would go fucking... You, but you would go apeshit for. As soon as I read it, I was like, holy shit, I wonder if Jacob's reading this. Holy shit, it is the deepest cut possible. It's so... <laughs> I jumped out of my chair. Is it a, I couldn't believe it. Is it a Peter Porker kind of reference? No. That's kind of how no, it's it better. is better. Oh, wow. It is better. You it need is to read better. It. You need to read it. It's, it's I think it's so three issues? Uh, four. I think it's four issues. Those right four now. issues right now. I think it's a six issue. Three maybe? or four. Three or four. I can't remember. I don't know if it's a mini or if it's an ongoing. I thought it was an ongoing. Because it's supposed to be Edge of or End of Spider-Verse. So yeah, this story is the end of the Spider-Verse. There's a big Spider-Verse tie-in thing. Yeah. Every Spider-Man possible. And this one really proves it. <laughs> it sure does. But yeah, Jacob. Dan Slott, Mark Bagley, joining forces. Really, really good. Really fun. Well, oh, Mark Bagley. Really? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. back. Oh, and it's right. and it's good looking. It's it is good looking. good looking. What is the book called? It's, it's just, it's just Spider-Man. called Spider Man. It's just Spider Man. Yeah, go no pick men, up the f- just man. Go pu- the, go pick up all four issues. The fourth issue is where we are just like this is a book specifically made for Jacob. The <laughs> only downside of this book is that it has Miles in the dumbass costume still. Yeah, that's true. His his and it hurts every oh, time I see yeah. him. Every oh, time like, I see him, the, the, like the, the hoodie. Me first started. The, oh, the, yeah, the anime hoodie, hoodie pulled up to his oh, nose. Okay. Yeah, the fucking yeah. red and shawl collar or whatever yeah. it's called. That, but, yeah, okay. It's yeah, fine. Right. It's just it's so fine. much of a downgrade from yeah. the original costume. It's very. That. We have to make the urban character look urban. You know, it's a perfect <laughs> costume for Spider with a Y. It's true. <laughs> true. Oh man! He, he, put, he pulls up his shawl collar, and it's like, "Look, I'm a, I'm the future of international." <laughs> Remember when Cable showed up? <laughs> Forever. That's gonna be. Oh that's God. gonna be. I hope you're prepared if you listen to the Wednesday that. podcast for every pitch, every pitch it from now on <laughs> to end with Cable that. showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so and so is the future of international espionage. <laughs>
I have come to. You are the future of international uh, espionage. Howard the Duck, come with me. Oh God! Um, Hey, remind me. I have an idea for you for a pitch. It by the way. Okay, let me know off mic. Let me know. Remind me. Yeah. Um. So we see that Jessica did her job, and she couldn't find anything either. No. Which again, I just think is really, it's unlikely. Uh, but, the uh, panel, like where they're looking over the papers with Peter. Oh, it's the hair flopping over. I knew it. I fucking knew it. That's that's awful. That's the moment. Terrible. That's the moment for you. It's the hair that was clearly just recently pushed over to the side. Just, just tousle flopping yeah. that way, like it's flopping down and then yeah. arc. Not, yeah. Not sure, like. Head, hair head, like comes with the uh, the territory of being spider-man you know yeah you just had to like tossle it up a little bit and threw it off to one side mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's that's major matt smith hair yeah oh my god hey you know what matt smith good choice for a spider-man not a bad choice at all with his physical like he would have andrew garfield levels of physical he, he would be andrew garfield spider-man he would be a really good pick god that would be really good what a weird Really How good. what a turnaround that would have been back in the day if like Matt Smith became Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield because he because he left being the doctor in 2013 just yeah. a year after Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man. Yes, that would have been really interesting. That, that would have been, been interesting. really interesting. Somewhere in the somewhere in the multiverse that happened, and, uh, and now he's this, doing a really good renew your vows Spider-Man. Fuck. Oh fuck! With Karen Gillan. With Karen Gillan is Mary Jane. <laughs> and uh, and Bella Ramsey is their kid. <laughs> and Arthur Darville as Ned Leeds, the real. Guy. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! I'm can you imagine fucking Arthur Darville as Hobgoblin. Yeah, I can yes. actually. Yes, I can. Being a mistaken identity and being like, but but this isn't me. I'm not I'm not the hobgoblin, and then dead. Yep, that's that's <laughs> the entirety of Ned Leeds. Yeah, that's all until he came back. That's all you need to know. He never came back. No, he's just always been dead. <gasps> he's just been dead. Uh, we cut to today. Don't 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 don't. don't where we don't see do. Miles chasing after the uh, <laughs> the airplane back where we started the story. Uh, and we see that the face under the hood has changed. In the, right? In the Not window. just the face under the hood. The hood itself has changed. Which, it's like... All of it. Like, look, what was the point? What was the yeah. point of this? What, what was, was the, the point? point of that? Like, just have it be a yeah. shadowed figure in the first one. Yeah. Right. If this was your exactly. intent. Like, it's, like, what is the point here? It's so dumb. It's so I, dumb. I, uh, but we find out that it was actually Taskmaster looking out the window. And Miles, the 616 Miles, was actually in the plane. And they're taking off. And Miles looks at his little Stark Tech tablet and uh, recognizes the face that is uh, on this young Spider-Man. And recognizes it as his own face. Just much younger. Which is strange to me. Because maybe it's just me. I don't think they look anything alike. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, 616 Miles Morales looks way more Hispanic. Absolutely. Which to me is uh, way more black passing. Which to me lends credence to Peter going, oh, it's just another guy with your same name. I mean, the fact that literally nothing came up 
means that there's no one else in the entire world. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, what on, I'm, saying. I'm on your side now. I'm on your side. Thank now. you. I'm on your side. Thank you. I'm on your side. They're, they they didn't go to Wanda and she didn't go no more Miles Morales's. Like, she should have. Maybe. She didn't but... go to Doctor Strange and say, erase the memory of everyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Morales, no way knows. home. Yeah. Wait a second, except for this person. Oh, also on this person. Oh, also on this person. Oh, also on this person. Stop Yo, Malcolm. Malcolm with the spell. Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Spot on Tom Holland impression. Thank you. Really good. Really good. It's you. like if I closed my eyes, I would think that Tom Holland was with us on this podcast. It's because I met him, so I can I can do the impersonation pretty well. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You, you guys went out and got pho together, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. I remember. So we see that uh, this Miles is, he basically says, uh, hey, Taskmaster, I need you to go back and kill them both. Uh, kill them both or I kill you. And I'm like, we haven't established that you have the capabilities to do this yet. So nope. this this phrase or this threat feels very empty to me. Yeah, that's fair. So then we yeah. cut to chapter three. Chapter three, which if you're reading it on a digital issue by issue thing, has a really fun thing at the bottom. Uh, Marvel's Inhumans, a Marvel television series, September 29th on ABC. And that's not the only reason that this is the worst cover. <laughs> what the fuck is this cover this cover is bad it it's doesn't bad. make any sense it doesn't make any sense why it's really is fucking bad like why is he in normal clothes and <laughs> going after... not just normal clothes he's in a fucking t-shirt and jeans that's what i mean that's why is like he just came back from shopping at the gap like he just to did take his out laundry. this small boy, and he all, all he left, all that's left of laundry day is like this t-shirt and jeans. And, what is um, what is he doing to the mask? Like how is he tearing it off when he has like no grip on it? Yeah, he, he just has his hand on Miles's face basically, but he's tearing off the mask. Like it's super weird. It's just it's dumb, and like it's just dumb. It's just dumb. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I I want to I want to preface i want to sidebar for a moment we love sarah pacelli's art Pacelli's oh love her love and her and she's incredible i i want to stress that we love her art but this is just a bad cover this is yeah. a really weird cover weird weird cover yeah like it's just dumb it and we <laughs> see that we are going to be getting the backstory for this miles morales we cut to rikers island maximum security penitentiary many years ago don't not not like this it's not like this not the many years ago six months ago nor not the many like years this. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> nor the many years ago of a week ago nor the many years of five days ago four days ago three days ago two days ago or one day ago or as malcolm pointed out so helpfully nor the many years ago of volume four of all new x-men entitled ultimate adventure this is the many years ago of right now where we find this is going in my note <laughs> <laughs> I am Miles's. I am Malcolm's thirteenth reason. You are. You are. <laughs> oh um, my god! Oh jeez! Uh, oh, where we wow. see noted mob thugging enforcer. Noted. Very specifically, enforcer. Yeah, for the fucking Rigoletto family. Mm -hmm. Wilson Fisk. 
a young Wilson Fisk, still with many little chest hairs on his little chesty. Wife. I do love that because everybody yeah. knows when you become a crime boss, you got to get that shit waxed. But up until then, absolutely, you can be as rough and tumble as you want. Absolutely, that is going to be a spoiler for our Ultimate Enforcers book. That's going to be a major thing. And when one of the enforcers, not going to spoil who, does get promoted to crime boss for a significant portion of that book, there will be the shaving of the chest. And it is going to be a very emotional moment. More emotional than you will expect. Trust and believe. It's going to be exactly like that bit in the animated Clone Wars when they have the ceremony for Anakin. Yeah. Coming Jedi Knight. It's going to be exactly like that. But it's going to be sad. Yeah. Really sad. I can't explain why because that would be giving up too much of the book, but it's going to be sad. Um, and horny. A little bit horny, too. Uh, you see at the uh, at lunch, the cafeteria, we have the silliest sign when you look at it from a specifically 2020s perspective. Sit down when shots are fired. They have a little Walter Magnum or whatever the spy gun is to... <laughs> Whatever the figure is twerking to the gunshots, apparently. Twerking? <laughs> Look at the side and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you mean it's trying to make itself sit down, but no, yeah, you're right. it, it, is, like it does look like a twerk. What it's chair supposed, is it sitting in? It's supposed to like. What chair indica- is it sitting in? There's no chair. The, it's supposed to indicate the motion of sitting down. No, it's down, not. Not. not but there needs yeah. to be something for them to sit on. No, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. That entire poster doesn't make any sense because that yes. is like a Walter PPK. Yeah. It's that like is when a shots are fired, gun. drop it low. That is looks what like a <laughs> <laughs> When it the shots like are fired, term? get down on the floor. When the shots are fired, get down. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when somebody would say it. It's it's oh, it's really I think it's I think it's wonderful for Megan the Stallion to be diversifying her portfolio by investing in Riker's penitentiary. (laughs) I think it shows a real like diversity of character. It's true. When when the guard shoots, drop your body, yadi 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 yadi. Yes. I think you need four more oddies. Don't we all? So we so Wilson. Wilson's having lunch when he is approached. By small hands. Three trays, by the way. <laughs> small hands. And he's like, that's what, not what they call me in here. Uh, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I think he also has... Oh, no, it's 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 hate. I yeah. thought he just had hands tattooed on his head. Yeah. It's actually, it says it's hate. hate. That would be hate. sick if he had hands. His hands. But in small print, that's why they call him small hands. That'd be oh, dang. And it's yeah, not just because of his go. Donald Trump-sized hands. which i mean clearly fucking is you know wilson responds to small hands threatening him by biting his nose off very penguin-esque it was very good good. danny devito as wilson fisk you know what (laughs) i would pay good money for that sitting at the table with all the other magia and crime bosses he goes so anyway then i started blast (laughs) (laughs) what's this oh I dropped my Magnum condom for my massive bong. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, I could absolutely Matilda, see get Wilson over here. Fisk coming out of a couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's oh, too hot. Oh, it's too hot. <laughs> I need to be pure. 
Uh, uh by the way i 1000 percent want this now with just this <laughs> that means that means like, that the the sunny gang is the enforcers yes 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 and I'm that kind of rules <laughs> can you imagine can yes. you imagine charlie day is fancy day like i mean i don't know <laughs> if we really fancy. need to be doing this <laughs> i'm a little fancy we need to I like follow the a little fancy. I just like Dennis showing like a little uh like display of like the the enforcer system <laughs> for intimidating and like <laughs> and then what's your name's black cat? What's your name? I can't uh, oh, remember. Yes. He? Yeah. He is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Black cat. Fuck yeah. I love the idea of Mac being Onyx, but he's not like he, he's like Fat Mac. Is <laughs> Mac is ox. Yeah. Fat Mac is ox. I would totally be about this. Accumulating That's a really good idea. Fuck, I want this movie now. I want this now. That's we, a we really just, good idea. We just cast the and we see, on a and TV we see at show. one point Charlie Day or Fancy Dan Charlie Day in a room. He's like, Silvermane. No one knows who Silvermane is. Who is no. Silvermane? He's on the hunt for the big man. He's like, there's a new big man. It's the big man. Who's the big man? The big man. Who is the big man? It's the McPoyles as the big man. (laughs) That would be awesome. Oh, fuck. That would be dope as hell. We need someone someone to do fan art. That's good. Always Sunny Gag as kingpin of the enforcer we could cast everyone from it's always sunny as shitty like marvel characters like yes like we the can. Shit marvel characters yes we 100%. Can. very easily the mcpoils they'd be the struckers yes like <laughs> it's really easy to do that actually that's wonderful okay malcolm still man go would Cricket be the oh, stilt man? Or it would have to like be that? Cricket. Yeah. It would have, yeah, yeah, yeah. have to be Rickety Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Rickety nice. Cricket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who would the waitress be? Oh, man. She needs to be like Vanessa or something like <laughs> Mary that. Mary Jane. Who <laughs> 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 just keeps getting caught up in this shit. She's like, how am I in this? <laughs> <laughs> Purely oh, because God. of her friendship with Felicia Hardy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do you keep dragging me into this? How am I in this? Besides <laughs> the waitress, and they keep calling her like they call her like the they keep calling her the actress, like, yeah, the actress or something. Or red. Like, I have a name, you know. <laughs> but they don't uh. know her name. <laughs> so Wilson oh. is thrown, or uh, Danny DeVito is thrown into solitary <laughs> confinement, and one month later, he's let out and uh, introduced to his new cellmate, Miles Morales. Had no clue that, like, even like hair came out of that man's head. Not like, only head, face. I know, but like, it's his good. Face and head, you know, uh, it looks it? good. Yeah, is I it? like it. I like it. He 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 looks like he looks like street sharks commercial vin diesel oh, who's trying he really does hard to oh keep my his god he does yeah. yeah and so the two of them bond uh miles is like hey just like being 100 percent with you like small hands paid me a lot of money to shiv you in your sleep but i don't really want to do that <laughs> <laughs> and wilson's like you know what you and me we're best friends now yeah, Wilson reveals that like the whole reason he's here is because he's gonna break out Miles. Yeah, that's the whole reason he's in this fucking jail. He's really, cool. really and very, cool. very mob very enforcer cool. of him to take the fall very, of the prison. 
just to do the business of the real Eddie family. Like literally be in fucking solitary for a month just yeah. to get in the same room. That's so awesome. And so is, yeah. Wilson finds himself where you never want to find yourself in the prison showers by yourself. And small hands shows up, shivs him more than a couple times. And uh, before Wilson is able to disable him, uh, however, small hands gets the knife back, slices him again, gets ready to uh, kill him when all of a sudden, I swear to God, I thought when I first read this that the, uh, the FX, the onomatopoeia, said slut. Mm, you know it does. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it does. And we see like this slut. fucking hook go straight through small hands chest and miles is there he's saving wilson's life but small hands slashes back slicing up miles's face before wilson is able to kill small hands all right small hands is like super fast for some reason super fast like he's uh, he's good with the blades he got like uh he got a little super drug in him yeah he's got yeah. some mgh baby bendis yeah. loves his fucking mgh loves my his God. mgh Oh my God! Some he loves a superpower drug. Like I also love just not? the line he gives. He's like, "Oh, I was ready for your fat ass." Oh, ready? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and so, uh, so Miles saved Wilson's life. They're indebted to each other forever. The best friends forever, ever. Uh, yeah. And then we cut two years later, where Miles has set up a pretty nice life for himself. So this next scene is what I feel like they took for um, Daredevil season one, oh. like the Vanessa and like Kingpin, like date that's that a they good had in the pull. restaurant. That is a very I, good pull. Very it good is, pull. It is, is it very lined up. Not quite, but, but I think it, this it came after. Up, yeah, like, this does come after. Yeah, but so I could see it, that. But it kind of felt like uh, there was a lot of like little Daredevil season one moments in yeah. this like yeah that i was just 100%. like wow 616 yeah. miles does feel like that wilson fisk yes definitely yes. he does awkward. feel like that wilson fisk yeah um and he meets on a date and all that and he brings really to nice. this restaurant barbara which opens up a whole other can of worms is there a second barbara I mean, they're clearly very different people, but then clearly so are Miles and Miles. Mm -hmm. Oh, they just both have a thing for someone named Barbara. It's totally a coincidence, right? Anyway, fucking. <laughs> so this Miles, it, it, I will admit it is a very charming scene, but not because of the chemistry between Barbara and Miles, but the chemistry between Bar between uh, Miles and Wilson. I love Wilson, Wilson coming over in his fucking purple vest. That is way too short for him. That is yeah. way too small for him. Way too two small. more buttons. But I love <laughs> I I love it. Ultimate wingman. He's too. like, oh, I uh I couldn't help but notice that you're here with salt of the earth, Miles Morales. <laughs> <laughs> so he came over, he's like, Are you are you Miles Morales, the world famous actor of the world famous? <laughs> I like I love that he like he Jacob got Brown. Jacob Brown is six one six miles confirmed. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, oh my god. You know, I I read that news article about you saving that cat from that tree. <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of the time that you pulled me out of a burning building. Yeah, you know, I just wow. 
I, I don't mean to bring up the past or the recent past because his entire past I, is filled with good deeds. But I just wanted to say hello. Don't mind also, me. I, I'm going to get out I, of here. I just wanted to make sure if we're if we are still on to carpool to the fundraiser for the children's hospital that we're going to <laughs> exactly tomorrow, in which you're giving possibly. away millions of dollars. Which again, again bravo to you bravo, for the yes. orphans for, for the, the orphans, orphans of course for the orphans it's always for the orphans yeah. and an yeah. extra bonus for the nuns as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I just just. Turn it out there. Oh, and he oh, even I'm goes sorry. like, I'm "I hope you enjoy fist. the food." He discovered the chef. He's a genius. I'm gonna go and just walks off. And Barbara so fucking pleased with himself too. Yeah, like, like I nailed it. it. So, I yeah. nailed it for him. So, I got him. Yeah. That it's like she didn't suspect a thing. And then she goes, <laughs> "Did you guys I... practice that?" Or like, what's the deal? I got him laid. I'm so proud of me. Like yeah, I, I got was the him. ultimate wingman. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very cool. I I really enjoy this. Um, and then I and I love the the end of the scene is really sweet too, because we see yeah. we see Wilson so fucking proud of himself sipping on his old fashioned or his mm-hmm. McAllen twenty four neat. Ah, uh, you know it. You know it. He's like so pleased with himself, and we see uh, he's like, tell me everything about your travels and she's like you haven't traveled and he says no i've never left the boroughs and she goes i'm legitimately excited for you to see the world and he goes where are we going first like that's good shit i so i love the interesting context of that of her face immediately like drops and and when you read it it's like oh that's kind of creepy it's yeah. a little creepy, but then he plays it off with the like too soon and gives the smile. And like, depending on how you read it, it's either a creepy smile or not a creepy. It smile. It is absolutely a creepy smile, but it's also charming but it's also kind of charming. Way. Yeah, charming. it's, it's there is a really good like play here. Yes, like the, how how they play it between creepy and offsetting and like super charming and endearing. This could it's be a, a really fact. great little one act. Yeah, of yes. the two of them. In this restaurant, Wilson's a recurring, you know, character who comes in and out of, out of the scene. Yeah, the enforcers on Broadway. Enforces the enforcers on Broadway. My dinner <laughs> with Barbara. My dinner <laughs> with Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Presented by the enforcers, who are like the producers. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. yes this I is the that. third arc of Ultimate Enforcers. Oh my God! Third arc, third arc of Ultimate Enforcers. This is after they come back from Japan. So this is yeah, like this is after they come back from Japan. Okay. They have no money, reveal... so they have a get rich quick scheme, which is <laughs> to make a Broadway <laughs> show. Wait, I got something. So do we reveal like in this like second arc or so that the big man is actually Miles Morales? This Miles Morales. Oh, oh and that way we get yes. the third season where yes. he becomes the kingpin, and and, he and, is and I have this. the perfect way we reveal this. We reveal this at the end of this arc because they're like, oh fuck, like we we they start their they start their Broadway premiere, everything's going well until halfway through the show, there's an accident or something happens. The entire uh audience clears out and they have this they're like, the audience is gone, we can't do this, and then they give this whole speech. Specifically, specifically Ox gives this whole speech. He has never liked this whole theater thing. He thinks it's a weird thing, but he's just like, guys, we're not doing this for them anymore. We're doing this for us. 
And so they do, they finish out the show, they go out for their bow, and they see one person, very much in a Shia LaBeouf way, sitting in the audience, and he's clapping. And he stands up into the light, and it's fucking this Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then we hear from the back from from um from Montana, who's the only person who's ever met the big man, and he goes, That's the big man. And that's the that's the end of this arc. Uh-huh. And they know they're in yes. trouble because now uh-huh. they know they're on his radar. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I fucking rules. I like that. Yep. There it is. I there it is. That, that's that's arc three. So I fucking love this book. So anyway, uh, I know. Oh. Back to this. I book, mean, like, which I don't yeah. love nearly as much. Um, but I love this scene. I think this scene this rules. Scene. We see Miles just fucking a gun to this guy's head, just like he wasn't talking to you. <laughs> no one was talking to you. <laughs> That's like, why I say he's Jimmy McNulty as you're right. Jake, he uh, absolutely is from oh from God. Punisher Warzone because yeah. he absolutely yeah. has that energy. <laughs> he's, like, he's I love the, I love the like the mob boss being like, so is this a ring kiss or is this a goodbye? It wasn't this was like ring kiss, and the guy's like, okay then. It was like not mine. His and indicates to Miles and Miles has this big old smile. <laughs> like, is this fucking gremlin <laughs> smile? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. I also I do love that Wilson is in his ascot era very clearly here. Yes. I love the evolution of Wilson's costume. Yeah. This issue is Chef's Kiss. It's really, really beautiful. Good. And I love that they're just two knuckleheads. building their way through the criminal empire yeah Yeah. and this is very much like if uh listeners who are reading the or who have been reading the chip zadarsky uh daredevil run yeah this feels a lot like um i'm blanking on his name but mike murdoch and What's his name? Yes, and the uh, Rose. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, um, not the Rose, but the the other one. Not the new Rose. Richard. Yeah. Richard, yeah, the, Richard yeah. Fisk. No. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent, just like that. It feels very much like that. Which but is also Fisk is very clearly kingpin at this point. Yes. Yeah. Which means I I love that conversation too. Which means at the same time, he's fighting Daredevil and Spider Man. Yeah, and if Wilson and Miles are such close friends, and they work so closely together. That means Peter has to have run into Miles at some point. Mm, you're right. You're right. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. This time, hey. the 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 this is this is wibbly wobbly. But you can wave that away in shows like stuff. Doctor Who. You can't wave it away like this. Yeah, no. I'll, it's I'll very, tell you what continuity. I'll tell you what doesn't make sense. If Wilson Fisk is the fucking man now, why has he still got a hairy chest? What's going on? Because he's setting a new precedent. Oh, no, no, no. That's why he's wearing the ascot to hide it. Oh, and he only reveals his chest to Miles. Yeah, because he trusts him. Because they're smooching. What? Huh? Anyway, we (laughs) cut back to this wonderful. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this, this, this great scene where Miles is basically like, look, I want to leave. I want to leave organized crime. I want to go be with Barbara. And he's, and you know, they mentioned like Malcolm mentioned the whole Kingpin thing. And he's like, yeah, they called me, uh, called me the Kingpin. He's like, yeah, I've been been hearing people call you that behind your back. It's probably going to stick. 
It's like, yeah, I kind of like it. Like, <laughs> like I kind of fuck with it. I don't know. <laughs> it so, fucks, right? It fucks, fucks right? right? <laughs> and so Wilson is basically like, look, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure you have a quiet life with Barbara going forward. And that brings us to chapter four. Bloomfield Hills many years ago where we see a funeral has just taken place and Barbara has passed. We're not sure exactly what happened. Not really important. I love that. I love that. We don't have an answer for that. However, I don't, it is a (laughs) tiny bit of fridging as well. It is. Yes. Um, I mean, it is classic kill the woman for the man's uh, character journey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It also so, feels very much like um, this was a mob hit. You know what I mean? It does oh, kind of feel like it was a mob hit. Feels I, like and I'm very curious about that. I'm very yeah. curious. That's, that's why I don't like that th- we don't get a, any like details of this because it feels like Kingpin could have done this. Or I was going to say, it also rival. feels like Wilson did this. It really feels, especially this conversation she ha- he has it's with Miles. absolutely possible. Feels- Wilson feels very uh, much like how he feels like a jilted lover throughout yeah. this entire thing. Yeah, big he, Danny DeVito has, energy here. He has real, like, Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction energy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to ruin your life because you chose someone else. The jealous, yeah. The jealous best friend, like, when your friend starts dating some girl and everything. Yeah. Just you like, know, oh. Genki. Yeah. <laughs> How Genki has been this entire fucking Ooh, run. Apparently, Miles is just attracted to having large best friends yeah what is the deal with that anyway (laughs) what are you trying to say do you think they just made his best friend wilson because they're like all right we need a mob boss who's a big guy we need a hanky grown up i guess yeah it's fucking silly it's silly i did uh, look at this guy and think wow he looks like professor (laughs) 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 you're a menace you're a menace (laughs) But I do love that they, they have this very like frank conversation because this is recently after Vanessa also passed. Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> can you uh can you can you hit us with a Vanessa one more time? Vanessa. Nice. You embarrassed me. There it is. <laughs> In front of Vanessa. And so Wilson is basically like, hey, you know, this sucks, but uh one thing that gives me comfort is knowing that there's a multiverse. Yeah, I was in this movie called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> and in this movie... <laughs> Maz Morales, who strangely has a very similar name to you, my friend. Uh, that's probably a very common name. Uh, <laughs> zapped me after saying, hey. And... Uh, <laughs> But he's basically like, hey, there's a multiverse out there where she's alive. Hope that gives you some comfort. And then fucking walks out, and I love that, like, Bullseye's just standing there. It's full Bullseye costume. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. He's like, I wore my nice blacks for the (laughs) film. I thought, I was just like, all right, Bullseye, you're my, I'm glad you're here because you're my... A number one. Number one. The guy. 
And if we're going on the mob hit uh, theory, Bullseye one hundred percent killed. Barbara yeah, Bullseye did, and then yeah. showed up to the funeral. Yeah, he showed yeah. up. Oh my his, god! I cannot believe that this had happened to Barbara or whatever yeah. her name was. It's fucking and Daredevil means... season three style. Where he's like, "That's hard. That's really, really, that's really hard." hard. <laughs> you know what was also hard? Looking at the uh, the the crime report was the angle of the shot that killed. Your poor Barbara. That also seems very hard. Maybe not hard for everyone. Some people obviously would be very good at it, but it sounds like for a normal person, it would be very hard. Well, it sounds like whoever did it doesn't miss, huh? Anyway. All right, I'm going to (laughs) go. Bullseye. (laughs) And so. He does that every time he leaves, by the way. (laughs) That's the. Okay, so arc four of Ultimate <laughs> Bullseye is Miles's main, like he's his right hand. So by here. the end of that arc, you find out that he killed Miles's wife, uh-huh. and that self destructs the whole thing. Anyway, we got this is a better place for Miles Morales, like six one six Miles Morales, to end up than what actually happens to that fucking character. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because that shit is stupid. Anyway, yeah. uh, we see Miles catch up with uh, the gang back at uh, back at school, and I kind of love all of the uh, all of the body language of Fabio in the background. Yeah, where yeah. he's just kind of like staying away from Miles and not making eye contact with him or communicating with him. Yeah, yeah. this I've is like that. right before he dips out. There, there are many reasons why I said we should do this volume before we do the last one. It's interesting. <laughs> there was something interesting about that. I, I didn't notice it until we were like reviewing it now that like, oh my God, Gold Balls has been there the whole time. The whole but time. But he just has The whole time? I was like, the whole time? It's like, seriously, like, I did not notice that until now. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. He's been replaced by Judge, which honestly is fair. I don't want to choose between them. I want to have them both. Neither do I, but at least they're showing Judge some fucking respect. True. I put him in a goddamn room. Yeah. True. <laughs> Though they're not showing him any respect because no one's answering his fucking questions. Yeah, you're right. They're still treating him like shit. Yeah. Uh, and so Barbara seems to be catching on to the fact that Miles has abilities. And She's like, you need to tell I me who you are. Exchange. He says, it's complicated. Let me think about how to answer. I would never disrespect you. It's just complicated. Which is nice. He's communicating. Though the last time that Miles revealed his secret identity to his girlfriend, his girlfriend was Hydra. So I don't know <laughs> if this is yeah. the best decision for him yeah. to be making. I, 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 feeling better. I feel like we don't see Barbara again. So. Oh, <laughs> We're going to find the- out. We're going to uh, find out the next volume, I suppose. Yeah. I do not remember seeing Barbara again. So we see uh, Miles finds Taskmaster killing shield agents before hopping in a helicopter. Hell yeah. Uh, Drop them bodies. (laughs) And then he jumps up uh, wearing a really nice um, Donna Troy backpack. Got to shout out. (laughs) Always got to go with Darkstar and Troya. I, um, I thought it was the symbol for Converse. I thought it was a Converse. Like, no, I figured it was a Converse. That's a White Star. The White Star. 
but it's a different universe so i thought it would be like black made sense you know why's it gotta be black no reason it's better (laughs) because it's better that's so is it better whoa so miles uh, (laughs) rides on this uh helicopter all the way to this secret base the secret hangar where we find that uh peter just followed him um well he called peter oh you're right he called (laughs) he called him and so the two of them are watching this whole thing unfold where taskmaster meets up with this plane that sets down uh revealing the uh the assistant to miles taskmaster sees both spider-man he goes oh gotta do what i do best and blow up the nearest vehicle to these spider-men ah fuck yeah (laughs) and just blows up the entire hangar as well as the vehicles he rode in on he then uses his sword to shatter the ground beneath the spider does does not make any sense doesn't make any sense but i'm still uh, down that is a very final fantasy thing yeah what is this finishing move that he's doing on them like uh, that costs oh, five ap oh, okay whoa. it's it's a it's a big <laughs> and so so both spider-men are instantly knocked out instant ko's he just unmasks them both he's like all right i'm gonna kill him and miles and the adult miles is like hey no you gotta let them go whatever tie them up and we're gonna go my dime my dime (laughs) i love to get on the plane and show them what you yeah but uh, if you leave them they're going at my dime all right all right whiny mcwinerson let's go and so uh we then cut to the opening of this whole story we have caught up to present day where we get the scene once again where uh we reveal that this whole thing has been in service of getting the getting access to Malcolm's favorite portal. The motherfucking portal. So that <laughs> this Miles can go to this other reality, wherever this other reality is, and meet with the barber that's there. Which so brings us... Still exists. It's literally just into the fucking Spider-Verse. It's into it the Spider-Verse. It's 100%. into the Spider-Verse. It really so this is. story comes out in 2017. It's a the year before next year. Spider-Verse. Yeah. That's hilarious. Wait, this came out before the movie. Yes. Right? Okay. But yes. you have to. Know, but that movie was already like already al- done, almost and going done. Through. Yeah. And yeah. and and Bendis has a big fucking part in that movie. Like he, he has does. a big part behind the scenes of that movie. Lots yeah. of consultation. So it's interesting that it's literally just the same exact thing, except mm-hmm. worse. And except worse. It's <laughs> that brings us to chapter five, where uh, Peter is hanging out in the in the uh, warehouse. Uh, where he meets up with Miles and completely just backtracks the opening scene of him saying like, hey, I didn't mean it. I just said that. And it's like- Because it also didn't make any sense. Why did we put this in here? Why is it there? It's for the preview. It's for the preview. It's for the solicits. It's for the fucking trailer. That's it, which sucks. And it feels incredibly baity. Yeah. Like Warren Beatty, if I dare say. Hey, oh. <laughs> hey, he's never uh, been this that needy. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. And he's like, "Look, I've got pain. You've got pain. Spider Man is pain." 
And Miles is like, yeah, but like, I get it. And you don't want me to be Spider-Man anymore. And again, Peter's just backtracking. He's like, no, 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 I didn't mean what I said and all this stuff. It's, again, it's taking the entire first few pages of this pit of this issue to completely just backtrack on everything that had come before it. Which was I really think it does lead to an interesting conversation, though, of Miles, like, revealing to Peter, like, right, Spider-Man is pain. Spider-Man is specifically your pain. And so you seeing someone else going around being Spider-Man is weird for you because you see Spider-Man as your pain and you can't contemplate as someone else would be Spider-Man, like, which is a really interesting conversation, but also doesn't make sense given that at this point, they've already established universe Peters has Spider-Man met. They've had a Spider-Verse event happen already. They've yeah, yeah. Like, they've already met. They've already had a Spider Verse event happen. Like, like it, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make yeah. any sense whatsoever. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't like it. I do like the quick mention to uh, Spider Man's first appearance, where he's like, "Hey, look, when I was your age, Reed Richards blew me off so hard I cried in my mask." Yeah, referencing yeah. his first appearance where the Fantastic Four told him they don't make any money. The amazing yeah. Bagman. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are then attacked by Taskmaster, who has brought his full kit, laser bazooka and everything. Sick. He has loaded up on his Fortnite weapons, and he is attacking these two Spider Boys. And so Miles is finally able to hit him with a Venom Blast. Uh, he also punches him out of the warehouse. And then we see Miles senior we'll say uh roll up and i swear to god the first time i read this i was like is he dressed as a ghostbuster <laughs> no nah, it's just fashion dog it's is just it? fashion yeah i like this look with the with the, the darker gray stripe on the left side i think the it's all cool. gray yeah the I ghostbuster think looks- gray yeah i think he looks cool and so we see him sneak into the warehouse he opens up the portal and that's when Miles the Younger shows up. He's like, what's on the other side of the portal? He's like, what are you looking for? And this is the first time and the only time that the two of them meet face to face. In this story. In... Stop. And No, I'm being serious. Stop. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. Oh, I... you haven't read Ahmed's run, huh? I read some of Ahmed's run. Solid and Ahmed does a lot of shit with other miles. Stop. Yeah, he's ultimatum. He's the character. He's ultimatum. ultimatum. Yes. We're getting yes. I'm not we're not. Yeah, not that's what I what fucking sucks. I'm yeah. not doing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm being Ultim- yeah. Ultimatum seemed like a really cool character. Anyway. No, it's him. Ugh. So um the two miles come to face to face younger miles the younger wants to talk to miles the senior and he's like look i just i need you to and then miles the senior immediately just opened fires on him he's like am i a new york city cop because i'm about to fire on a young black (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh my by the way i thought this is how it ends i thought he was just dead. <laughs> he just shoots him and it's like and that's the credits and, and that's it yeah i was really kind of like oh my god that would be so ballsy and amazing and nobody would and i would have been like wow this this was a weird like uh journey but man did it pay off kind of well i would say that was pretty bold but no he shoots him you turn the page it's just an all-black page that just reads executive producer dick wolf 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh Ice T comes out. I was like, damn. <laughs> so you're saying he had anal contusions? <laughs> <laughs> Start playing the long thorn. Oh, Ice T as six foot six Miles Morales. Are we doing it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Hell uh, yeah. And he's just looking for his Coco. Hell yeah. Coco. I'm about That's it. 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 <laughs> Coco is Barbara. That's what it is. Yeah, Coco is Barbara. Fuck. I'm about it. <laughs> so he shoots Miles in the shoulder and then just escapes. Not a not a single word is said mm. from Miles the Senior. Nope. Miles and, the Senior. And then yeah. the uh the portal explodes. Which yeah, because he left a thermal detonator right next to it. Which puts yeah. to an end the Malcolm's favorite portal again puts an end to the portal again. <laughs> we see Taskmaster driving out in his little what is that a Chevy? Yeah, little yeah, Chevy Impala. Yeah, as he's driving away, uh, Miles breaks out of the rubble and he meets up with Peter. They go up and they're like, "Okay, we you know, I guess we finally got closure, maybe." Oof. James Bond ending. Yeah. James nice. Bond ending. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Very and much so. Then, the surprise of surprises. Jacob, how surprised were you by this? Because both Eric and I knew this was coming. I was confused as fuck. Like, what was this? I was like, wait, what? I was really, well, when he got here, it was like, well, first we'll get there. Like he, he arrives at this, he arrives in this um, new universe and it's, it's actually really kind of in, in, impressive because he actually does meet Barbara and everything like that. And the, this, uh, and he's reading uh, the, the, the letter he left for Wilson and talking about how, like, maybe if I didn't make it up, like, at least I made it to this side. It's like something like that. And he's like, maybe he meets- I'm dead or, yeah, maybe yeah. I did. And, and he meets Barbara, like who owns this restaurant and is like just serves him this stuff. And it's just like, hey, yeah, on the house. Have I met you before? And he's like, nope, uh, I've never been here before. I'm not sure about that. But there's a um, big indicator right from the beginning of the sequence because the art shifts. Uh huh. The art shifts. We are no longer. It's not Sarah Pacelli. Pacelli, Cinderella. We are now. With one Mr. Mark Bagley. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't even And and when he on that first page, when he's he looking out. out at the city. He's very distinctive in the yeah. distance. You, you see a Triskelion back there. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. I just yeah. saw the I just saw the broken building. Um yeah, broken Empire built. State Building. Yeah, which is also interesting. Like, well, I was just like, that seems... Might have some water damage. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like Jacob mentioned, Miles meets with Barbara's really... It is a really sweet moment. It's a nice moment, yeah. It's a really I sweet... Really it's like basic... It. It's the end of No Way Home, which is hilarious. Again. Yeah. With a little bit, um, with a little bit of that, like, luncheon from Spider-Man 2 right before... Yes! Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The tire Fuck. going through the window. No. Fuck! Like, Spider-Man 2 rules! Anyway, so no, sorry. Sorry. So, <laughs> the big explosions outside. It's still the best the, Spider-Man movie. The windows yeah. blow in, and there we see... I told you. Stop. A hulking <laughs> green figure. Horns <laughs> protruding from his head. Buck-ass nude. Buck-ass nude <laughs> as he's always been. Jesus. Kendall-ass nude. Yeah. Green 
Goblin. Uh huh. God, it's because I I didn't get it. Full circle. Betty drops from the ceiling ah, and the balloons. And the dun, 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 dun. Says, we did it. A banner that says we did it. <laughs> and it's this huge circle. <laughs> but not just the Green Goblin. We've got a Spider-Man. As Peter Parker drops from the sky, having defeated Green Goblin. And it is very clearly ultimate Peter Parker, an ultimate uh-huh. Green Goblin. Uh-huh. And you notice there's another hint to where he made his way to because all of the speech bubbles are, are lowercase, lower baby. Where the 616 is always all capitals. And Peter, in the aftermath of this fight, goes, hey, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, sorry about the uh, the restaurant. Sorry, didn't mean to startle you, but hey, Gang's all here. They're right behind me. And then we see Peter alongside the Ultimates, including somehow alive Hank Pym. Somehow alive Captain America. Ultimate Thor, the best Thor. Somehow back from the negative zone. Yeah. Uh, The Hulk. Somehow alive. Human Torch. Somehow and Ironheart Riri Williams, very uh-huh. distinctly, yeah. all being led by the girl in a league of her own. Fuck yes. I forgot that she was here. I didn't. For me, this was the confetti drop moment. <laughs> the, the best part of this is that she gets the kiss off too. Yes, yeah. She gets, she gets she the kiss off of the in. ultimate universe. And Peter gets a message from Mary Jane, which is really nice. She's like, "Hey, uh, we got a. We're meeting with Gwen and May, and get this with a new boyfriend." And he's like, "Oh, Gwen has a new boyfriend." She's like, "No." may has a new boyfriend and he's yeah. like i don't know how to feel about that so may it's gets a, a new ending as well miles warren's back in the picture baby <laughs> and so they get going they're like we we need you here and so peter swings off and then like you said jess gets the little she gets the chris reeves wink to the camera before she gets the chris reeves wink. sails off into the sky yeah i to the fucking love this. I'm going to go ahead and assume that they're a little older, too. Yes, they do seem uh, a little older. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting that we get the kiss off and then a great shot of her ass. <laughs> yeah. Like Al Pacino style. She's got a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's so weird. Go real quick. Yeah. But I, I love that she gets the kiss off here. Yeah. I she's... did remember that. And I was like, oh, man, I've been waiting for this. Oh, it's That's so good. Spider-Man. So the ultimate universe is alive and well. Really, really love this. And then we get the final scene. Back in the 616 with Miles and his broken mask, Mm -hmm. where he's contemplating quitting Spider-Man. 
And he's like, I need to be my own person. But right now, I'm going to go take Barbara out on a real date. And that's it. And it it ends off with this subtle, not subtle double talk of, I love that I get to show her something new. That's the best. That's the best. Yeah. Teasing mm-hmm. a potential new direction for Miles away from Spider-Man. Yeah, and that's the end of Spider-Man Two. So, gentlemen, final thoughts on the volume, and what was your favorite part? I'm gonna go to Jacob first. Um, listeners, this uh, it's I I told these guys off mic that like thank God for this volume because if this volume would have tanked for me, I enjoyed this volume first of all. But like, if it was gonna be another of the past volumes we've read, where like it's been a dirge for most of the volume and then something kicks at the very end that makes it like all worth it. Um, I was going to bow out and just wait until a week later when we, uh, two weeks later when we actually started something new. Um, but uh, this <laughs> kind of won me back because I, I, I just didn't want to read this anymore. I just was, I was kind of done. The, the, the this was fun. This was actually a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. And um the what i realized is like i think the the problem with these past few has been stretched too thin because you said like he he was doing other books right he well he was doing yeah he, um, i mean he's the entire a X-Men, doing, yeah yeah he's a man of doing like 15 books at one time yeah it really shows in in this process in this in this book because of like a lot of the pieces that have been leading up to this and been continuing on have been pieces to a puzzle of not the not the picture that you've been focused on but the whole picture in in general so it felt like this was in reference to another book that need, you need to read and like a lot of other things. It just wasn't cohesive. It, fe- it felt like it was uh, just a bigger grand scheme things, kind of like the MCU. So, uh, but, uh, but this mm-hmm. in particular was great because of, um, um, I loved this scene, this ultimate miles. And what made me disappointed a lot in this book was just, um, it was okay, but it was, but it was the, um, was the fact that we didn't get to know more about 616 Miles Morales. I wanted yeah. to know what made him chose this life of crime. What, uh, like, before he met Kingpin, like, w- w- did Uncle Aaron, like, have an influence in him? Are his parents still around? Uh, did, um, did, did Genki die in some sort of sense that kind of, like, spurred him into this, uh, to this life of crime? I don't know. I would, I would love to find out more about that, but unfortunately, we're never going to figure that out. And yes, it, I didn't realize till too late that when the ultimate universe was still there, I didn't realize until I got to back to Miles that I was like, wait a minute, shouldn't you just go back? Wait, wait a minute. This whole this whole process has been about for nothing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Malcolm's on. life would be a lot better if he fucking did. I would agree. I <laughs> Go back to where you belong, boy. I can no, say it. And after this this book, it really shows that uh, Miles should have should pretty much have just chased after that other miles into that ultimate universe and it's but at the same time it's so funny that 616 miles is now in that universe so there's a miles morales in both universes now <laughs> um it, i don't know this i is, guess now he's the ultimate miles morales he's the ultimate miles morales now and i i don't like that 
I just, I don't, um, I, I, this, this book was all over the place place, but it did give me, it did keep me to keep reading it and like keep my attention. Uh, that was my only quarrel. And my favorite part is, um, uh, again, that, that whole issue of, of Wilson and Miles, that, that volume, uh, issue three or four, whichever one it is, yeah. it is, it is spectacular in the sense of like, finding out what this uh, alternate miles was about and uh, i just wish they went deeper that was the only thing and that's uh i pretty much double what's going on here um i i uh, again this this wasn't as bad as i remembered it being uh it's still not great yeah <laughs> i think it's still very messy and yes. very unnecessary um and I, I, I wonder what this book would have been if Miles had stayed in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what I, I wonder if maybe it would even mean more, you know? Like you could have had other Miles Morales still That's actually like around and prominent, not hiding. Like, and I think a lot of that stuff would just be more impactful. Um yeah, yeah I I it, it's funny because I think that. I think that other Miles Morales is a really interesting like idea and a really interesting character. Uh, but especially knowing where he goes from this, yeah. uh, he fucking sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Oh, I think they blew it with that character. That. I'm going to, I'm going to send you guys the fucking Marvel wiki page about oh, it. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> because <laughs> ultimatum sucks, dude. Um, Saladin Ahmed's run on Miles Morales fucking broke me. I I hate that run so much. I honestly uh, I enjoyed a lot of that run, but I like I just like fell behind on it, and then I was never able to catch up. And they were teasing yeah. Ultimatum the whole time, and I was like, okay, cool, let's find out who this is. But to know that it's him, yeah, it's him. It's yeah, him. I'm not a fan. Who was it again? I'm sorry, I, I missed when you guys. Saw oh, this. uh, it's my this like six one six miles miles with the scars becomes this character named Ultimatum, who has, uh, I, I just sent you guys the article. It's really <laughs> fucking dumb. Oh, Jesus That's, It sounds awful. really, really dumb. Ugh. Um. Anyway. Uh, I like ours better. The, yeah, I, I like ours better. <laughs> uh, favorite part of the book is probably, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be seeing Jess again. I love yeah. her so much. I love her. Yeah. I, I I love her so much. I <laughs> she's the greatest. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm 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 mostly with you guys. I remember coming into this kind of the same way as Malcolm, where I was like, I am not excited to read this book, and I'm kind of bummed that this is how we, could, this is how we're starting to kick off that last chapter here. But uh, I I ended up liking more of it than I expected. Um, I yeah. like the backstory of this Miles Morales. I remember being really disappointed in the Miles Morales the first time through when I initially was reading it. But um, I do like the friendship between him and Wilson. I, I kind of wish we would get more of that like now, right? now that they're in a very different position. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting as hell, considering like Zodiac's Daredevil yes. right now. Read the solid and on med run because I don't happen. want anyway. Uh, <laughs> it does happen. Do I don't want to learn about fucking ultimatum. And huh? that. Um, but yeah, obviously my, my favorite part of this is all the Jessica love, whether it's Jones or drew. Um, it's just great. It's great to see the best spider person in the ultimate universe again. 
<laughs> no, for real. And again, Fucking for she, real though. she gets the the Reeve wink and gets to fly off into the sunset. I love it. It's it's Bendis truly saying goodbye to the Ultimate Universe on his yeah. terms. This is, really is cool. this is right when Bendis is starting to wrap up all of his runs. Yeah. Uh this is this is the beginning of him starting to really wrap everything up. And you and can it, tell it's emotional. It is. And you can tell that he really wanted to put his stamp on this universe as he, on his way out because Riri Williams is there. The character that yeah. he created who would absolutely be the ultimate Iron Man. Yeah. In the ultimate universe. That's the thing. If the ultimate universe stuck around, she would. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it would make mm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really dug that. And I came away from this not disliking it as much as I remember. So I guess that's a net positive. Yeah, for sure. And that does it for this volume. But before we get into next week's, we've got some emails to read, which means, uh, Malcolm, what time is it? Mail, 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 mail
where Hobie awakens from an eight-month-long coma. Electra is there with Hobie by his hospital bed, having just gotten there in time to strip him of his Daredevil costume and get him to the hospital. In the eight months that Hobie was in a coma, Richard had ordered the assassination hits on both the mayor and the DA of New York through Bullseye and Ikari, leaving Richard as the new mayor of New York City. Jesus. Not only that, but he is now engaged to the founder of Feast Shelter, Martin Lee. That, and as mayor, Richard has now outlawed all forms of masked vigilantism in New York, and any vigilante or costume hero caught will be arrested on sight. Hobie also learns that the injury he received from Richard had completely destroyed his larynx. In other words, the Rose has completely and permanently left Hobie mute. Hobie, pretty much defeated and on the verge of suicide, is given a second chance by Electra. She has him flown out of the country discreetly and has him sent to the island of, of Tsushima, Japan, where... Electra has an ally that not only can get Hobie back on fighting shape, but can maybe even find hope again. That person will help that the person that will help him would be the debut of Ultimate Echo. Echo? Okay. We would okay, then have an cool. epilogue where Electra goes to someone for help to help her and Hobie bring down the rose once and for all, and she goes to the man who brought down his father years ago, that being Ultimate Ben Urich. And that's the end of the pitch. Please let me know what y'all think and what improvements I should make on it. Take care, y'all, and I'll talk to y'all soon. All the best and much more, Adam. Hell yeah. Great stuff, yeah, Adam. That's Hell yeah. It. That's tragic really good. in all the good Hell ways. Hell yeah. Yeah. Aww. I love putting Ultimate Echo in there. I Hell had yeah. a, yeah. a long time ago, the only comic script that I ever actually wrote uh, was uh, an issue of Ultimate Spider-Man that had Ultimate Echo in it. That's so cool. Uh, Great so I, I love I love putting Ultimate Echo in there because Echo is the secret sauce of Marvel, baby. It's true. It's I true. love that character. That's pretty cool. Uh, he also writes Hot Take of the Week. I think mainline 616 Peters opposed to having a father figure in his life because so many of the father figures he does have either end up dead or betraying him in some shape or form. Yep. Maybe that's why yeah. with characters like Cap, he holds on high regard and respect, but keeps him at arm's length in terms of mentorship because he can't allow himself to go through that pain again. I mean, same. Yeah. Sure, yeah, I feel sense. that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Been there. Been there, done that. Um, no, I... I I dig that and I agree. Uh quick, quick, Jacob, hot take of the week. Um if you're not watching it, it's really good. Um Doom Patrol, uh the fourth season out right now. Mm, hell yeah. The first finale of the season of uh, that season has just come out and uh holy shit, is it so much fun. It's uh hitting its stride right now, even more so now. Hell yeah. Uh Malcolm, quick, hot take of the week. Uh hot take of the week. Uh I think that uh, Ray Fine should be nominated for a supporting actor role uh, for the menu. I yeah, think baby. I think that's one of his best performances. I think I he agree. is unbelievably good in that movie, um, yeah. especially in the last like 15 minutes. Yes. I think he that that really brings that performance together. Yes. The menu is a terrific movie. I, I'm very it, excited. It's on HBO. It's on Hobo yeah, now. And it's I'm on very Hobo excited now. to see Hobo. it. It's excellent. It's very much like his part in like Grand Budapest uh, yes. uh, Hotel. I but love that's, him in that movie. But just that's the thing. It's better because it's, it's wild up but it's, by like 10%. It is. It is, Ooh, it is I'm in, excited. indeed. I, I totally agree with that. Like, yes. he, I think he got nominated for. Yes, he did for Grand Budapest. Yeah. And I'm like, he should be nominated for the menu instead. Yes. Yes. I yes. think the menu is the better version of that performance. Yes. Interesting. Because Grand Budapest, he's fun in. 
but uh the menu he's he's fucking so interesting there is such an interesting thing to that performance i yeah i think the menu is truly wonderful it also might be the best thing i've seen nicholas holt in because it feels like that is exactly how i imagine nicholas holt being nice okay yeah uh i will say my hot take of the week bouncing off of malcolm's um I think it should have been a clean sweep for everything everywhere at once at the Golden Globes. They should have won Best Picture over uh, Banshee's mm. Finishing. I think. Oh, is that what won? I haven't looked at the Golden Globes shit like at all. Is that Banshee's what won? won? Banshee's won Best Banshee's Picture. Banshee's is a for, great picture, for man. Comedy musical. I think it should have I haven't seen everything what? everywhere yet. It's incredible. And both Michelle Yeoh and Kihei Kwan both won Best Actress and Best Supporting yeah. Actor, respectively. That's Fucking incredible. love it. How do you feel about the Stephanie slam everywhere? Apparently I, she's getting like snubbed everywhere. Like I, I, I haven't seen I the movie, but I don't know that performance. I think she's genuinely getting snubbed because she's incredible. I talked about okay. it in the, uh, in the best of 2022 episode. Yeah. Um, I think she deserves, cause she, you should watch it genuinely. It is I, I want to, it's just like so not good. on anything. I have to like physically go rent it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is stupid. Like, I, 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 I love it with my whole heart. And Stephanie sued. From my perspective, as a, I guess technically first generation Asian American, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it it broke my heart. So, uh, yeah, and there's an there's hot take number two. She should be nominated. and She should win at least something. Uh, there you go. Up, we have an email from uh, good brother Jacob Goodhart. Hey, Jake. Uh, what Dear Geek Explained Podcast, okay, I heard about Spider-Man before with Spy with SPY, but I didn't think that it was an actual pitch they had. I thought it was some Spider-Sona someone came up with. It does in a roundabout <laughs> way make some sense, though. Peter's parents were both spies in the comics, and a spider character dealing with that aspect of the Marvel Universe is interesting. But I also feel that Agent Venom is basically that. Either way, interesting to know. Yes, on the Agent Venom, I do uh, not like yes. them being spies. Yeah, I I wish that it had just stayed. I wish that Agent Venom had stayed that. Yes, totally agree. If they had kept Agent Venom staying the way that like Remender's Run treats Agent Venom, I would have been really thrilled. Yeah. Can you imagine fucking Flash Thompson? His symbiote changes into a Bond suit, and it's a different suit for every mission. Yes. God, that would be that would be awesome. God, it'd be so good. I love it. Yeah. Um, he writes. Uh, and thanks so much for reading my pitch. I did a lot of research on it. Like Sally Avril is actually the girl that Peter asks out Amazing Fantasy 15 story when he goes to the Science Expo. And I also Aww. thought that since Peter wouldn't be out as Spider-Man, he would instead be home with Ben and May. And the burglar who killed Ben was going to that house regardless of who got bit by the spider since there's gold underneath them house that he wants. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's the canon reason why he went to the Parker House in Queens according to the issues when the burglar comes back. I also didn't even think of Peter becoming a villain. Instead, I thought that once MJ tells him what she did out of guilt, Peter would forgive her and give her the saying of with great power must also come great responsibility, as well as make her web shooters since MJ doesn't have the skills to do that. That's also great. I like Uh, He writes, I agree that with Malcolm that MJ is a character that not everyone puts enough time or focus into. I grew up with both the JMS era of Spider-Man and the version of her in the comics. So I sort of got the best of her. Actually, I also love J.M. DeMatteis' version of MJ too. He has them do this thing where Peter asks her to marry him again. And it's apparently something he does with his wife. I thought that's wholesome AF. Hell yeah. 
Actually, yes. since we're getting another Spider-Man trilogy, could we have JMS direct it? He made Babylon 5 for crying out loud. That show is awesome, and I'm hoping the reboot goes gets greenlit. To answer your guys' question, when I said I finished reading all of Tom King's Batman run, I meant only the Bat only the main rebirth era. I did not okay. yet have I have not yet read Batman Catwoman. I will be reading that soon after, however, I read after I read through Batman Killing Time. Killing Time fucking rules. Uh, but Batman isn't the only superhero I'm reading. Eric might know this, but I picked out all of all new Superman, super hyphen man, and read through the series after seeing that it was the same author of the best Superman story, Superman's matches, the clan, which I'm still waiting on an animated movie of DC. Yes. And let me voice yes. Superman. DC. Let me do it. Let me do yes. it. Superman. Let me do, let me play Superman in Superman's matches, the clan DC. Make it happen. Yes. DC. Hashtag Eric for Superman. Thank you. Hashtag Eric for Superman. Oh. You guys are sweet. Uh, I really enjoyed Kenan Kong's journey from a bully to a superhero. I was super glad to hear he was returning in the new era of Superman, and hopefully we'll be seeing the same creative team return as well. That would be amazing. I do believe he is showing up in the Adventures of Superman book first, but I would love another super hyphen man book, especially since Jean Lun Yang just wrapped up his Shang-Chi book. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my question this week, this is more of a serious type question, so hopefully you'll enjoy thinking it over. When do you think a character is beyond redemption in fiction? One of my favorite anime is My Hero Academia. It's a love letter to Western superheroes yeah. and its creative world is an, an amalgamation of other comics. In the show, there's Bakugo, a, form, a former bully who wants to become a hero and Endeavor, the number two hero. Both of these characters have gone through substantial development over the story, and I recognize that, but Bakugo still told the main character to kill himself in the first chapter and Endeavor abused yep. his Yep. But despite that, they've come a long way and are better people now. It's reminiscent of Nolan and Invincible, and despite being worse than both those characters, we eventually forgive him. But people still have trouble moving past what Bakugo and Endeavor have done. I mean, I'll be honest, I still think Bakugo should have faced more consequences for how he acted early on, but at the same time, I think Nolan is a good person despite having literally killed God knows how many people. I feel like there's a line here where a character gets harder and harder to be seen as redeemable. I mean, there's a Mark Wade comic called Irredeemable where we get a character who is just that, but that's also yep. the most extreme case where he crosses all the lines. I just find it weird that I'm okay with an alien imperialist like Nolan, but a fully but a bully like Bakugo, I still can't get past at times. Thanks again, Jacob Goodhart. Do you have a take on it? Because I have a take on it. I think I do have a take on it. Thanks. So. I, uh, in two parts, maybe. Uh, I think that uh, speaking to your last bit here, Jacob, about it's easier to forgive an alien imperialist versus a bully. I think one aspect of it is that uh, if a character is more fantastic, then I think we have a better uh, way to. For, I think we have a better way to forgive and move past that character's transgressions. Uh, bullies are a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. alien imperialists are to our knowledge less real um but i think it also so that's one aspect but on the other hand i think it also comes down to uh what you talked about a little bit too as far as like seeing that redemption uh and seeing seeing consequences uh i think in the case of nolan you see more consequences of his actions I think you see more consequences and you see that journey build of him building uh, connections with people and building understandings with people so that by the time you get to, I mean, hell, by the time you get to the Viltrumite War, you have a better understanding of that character and you've seen where he's progressed from 
being a person who is pretending to be a person to being a person who actually believes in people and sees people and understands people and Mm -hmm. has lived a life and has lived like, I mean, even just him being on the, on Oliver's home planet, you know, like his experience with those people and how they age and grow and how they move past things. Like there's, there's more that went into that character's development than there has been with Bakugo who Bakugo just, you know, I, I understand that people like that character. I do not like that character. I think he's a little shit um, <laughs> and has been a little shit from day one. And we haven't seen him have any consequences for being a little shit. He just decides to be a little bit better of a person just kind of out of nowhere. And I don't, I don't see that as a redeemable quality. That's fair. So I think that is, that is the two parts there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. It's easier, I think, to forgive someone who is a little bit more easier to fictionalize, where bullies are absolutely like bullies and also, you know, domestic abusers are very real. Yeah. I also think in that space, it kind of goes back to the conversation that we had. I don't remember if it was one of Jacob's emails or someone else who asked, you know, when it comes to event comics, like how big is too big? Where you yeah. lose, yeah, uh, where you lose, you lose perspective, that, that yeah. perspective, mm-hmm. and that investment is that again, like Nolan being this, like he's like Darth Vader, like he's a terrible person, but he's also mm-hmm. like yeah. killed millions of people, and it's much easier to kill you know millions of people than it is to bully one person that we absolutely like are on the same team as, yeah. And having that personal investment is usually where that that division, I think, comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to, like, how far does somebody need to go before they're irredeemable, I think, genuinely in my worldview, and this is just me speaking on, like, people, not, like, comic book characters, I feel like there is the the potential for redemption in everyone. It is dependent on whether they decide to take the steps to do that. That being said, when it comes to fictional characters or even people who have done unimaginable, unspeakable things, it comes down to the to the personal responsibility, A, and also to, once again, the investment in what they're doing. So for fictional characters, when it comes down to... I, there are characters... There's a very specific character that... I don't think people talk enough shit about, and that's a character called Major Force. In yes, DC Comics. Yes, who is terrible? Who and is also fucking terrible? Was the person who did the original fridging? Yes, character. It's it's not the first time it happened, but it's the first time that it was coined. Yeah, and that's why it's called the fridge. Yeah, that character. Uh, look up Major Force fridging for more. Um, I need to find that out. I, I don't know anything about that. I yes, you do. Uh, yeah, you we do. we've talked about it at length. I, yeah. I don't need to get you, into you it. Know. But is it Indiana it, Jones it, going into a fridge? Because no. it, okay. it boils my blood. <laughs> it boils my blood to talk about. Okay. But oh yeah. I I don't think people talk enough about how terrible of a person that character is, mm-hmm. and he hasn't mm-hmm. gotten his receipt for that. No. And no. that's a character that I look at as unforgivable. So it, it's also a character that they never use. And I feel like that might right. be why. That's, that's, part, of that's part of it. <laughs> they, they just never use that character. Like yeah. since then, I think he's appeared maybe three times. Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> he has never gotten his comeuppance for that specific incident once. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very telling that one of the people who used that character was Jeff Loeb. Anyway. Yes. Isn't it? Uh, gross. Yes. Isn't it telling? Yeah. Isn't it telling? Yep, it is. Uh, so uh -huh. cool. Uh -huh. uh, I, I, again, I think it comes down to the personal investment. I think it comes down to where you draw the line as a reader, as a person. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's my view on it. Uh, Jacob, do you have any anything to add? Um, while you guys were mentioning this, I was trying to think of a character, and like um, the the thing that popped in my head was Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter. In the sense of like, up until four books into this, you you you're you're known to like this. This is an evil guy. This is a bad guy. Yeah. Um, and when he comes back, you're like, holy shit! How can this be? But it isn't into book six in Half-Blood Prince where you actually get to learn about his backstory, about who he is and how he was in an orphanage and everything like that. And how he kind of mirrors our hero with Harry Potter in terms of being an orphan and not knowing where he comes from. And but also finding out that a lot of his family and like the situations, they were bad people. They, it's a, it, he, he became the amalgamation of what he is from just learning about who he was and where he was. And it kind of uh, uh I, I don't want to say force him but it, it kind of made him um um a higher above character like he, he made him pompous in the sense of like uh like he he was better than other wizards and uh not just just muggles but like wizards and like witches as well yeah uh and the fact that he like he just turned into hitler basically that like yeah. it, it is like where in this point but he also kind of identified him so much because of like um you felt bad for like him as in his childhood and how like um how his parents met as well they're kind of like it was kind of uh not really like uh a well put together arrangement in terms of like lying and all the stuff very dramatic um like how a lot of people have voiced seeing hitler now yes exactly yeah. yes exactly where you think like could he be could he even still be redeemed after all this fact about yeah. how like how uh, like how everyone is mentioned and how he was and what it is and everything that he does and everything like that yeah um yeah it, it's uh i think that it is the fantastic element but there was is what uh what it, uh, uh in terms of redeeming somebody enough but uh like yeah that, that was kind of like what i thought of was just like that that guy just grew to be an asshole and like really went for all his might to try and live forever and gain as much power as he possibly can. Um, and yeah. I think we see in a lot of those characters and a lot of the, especially like in modern storytelling, the effort to humanize villains. Uh, there's a lot of like, yes, he had a bad upbringing and all of this stuff. And that obviously has a large impact on your worldview and how you treat other people. But in that same breath, it's an explanation, not an excuse. Yeah, that's kind of always been my view on it. Yeah, where it's like yeah, you yeah. still people's up many people's upbringing sucks. It's yes. how you deal with that and how you process that and how you put that back out into the world that is going to exactly. define how you are viewed. I I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It so. doesn't make it doesn't uh, the, yeah, the bad elements and the bad uh, stuff that happened to you in the past do not make up who you are. Exactly. They're just a part of you. Yeah. Um, you decide you, who you are. You just exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, thank you for giving us that really thoughtful 
thoughtful uh, question, Jacob. Great question. Great, Great question, question, Jacob. Okay. So we, we now have a Jacob question. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we now head on over to Marcel Hines. Mar- right, Marcel, Marcel. Hey, Marcel. Thank you. You know you did. <laughs> he writes in, good day, crew. I hope all is well. Hot take of the week. Uh, Peter, MJ, and Felicia should be a thruple in the 616. Jed McKay proved in the MJ Black Cat Beyond issue it could work. Argue with a wall. As of this recording. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's, bet. that's hot. That's Honestly, hot. bet. As of this recording, I'm still in the middle of my read-through of the Chris Claremont X-Men. I've reached 1986, a few issues away from Mutant Massacre. Oh, boy. And I find myself getting deeper into the characters more than I ever had previously with later writers. It's really damn good. I've been Mm -hmm. reading it on the Marvel Unlimited app, but I've gone back and got some of the issues that stood out to me from my local comic shop with issue 205, the Wounded Wolf one-off, where Wolverine and Katie Power are hunted by the Reavers, probably being my favorite so far. To keep myself from burning out, I also read some of the side books that spin out of this run. I've read the original Wolverine Mini, Wolverine and Kitty Pride, Magic, which was really good, a few Hell issues yeah. of New Mutants, and I started the Nightcrawler solo. I also read the first issue of the original X Factor, and that sparked the initial idea of this letter because I have some problems. Yeah, I know. I know it's <laughs> coming. Yeah. I, know it, I know it's coming. Oh, oh boy. Aside from the story itself feeling rushed and contrived just to get the 05 back together in a bad fanfic way, my biggest gripe was Scott up and leaving Madeline and their newborn son, Nathan, to be with Gene again, whose return is an entirely new can of worms during this time period. It just felt really out of character for him at that moment after Claremont spent so much time defining him outside of the X-Men and superheroics. Inferno is coming up soon, so I kind of get it, but removing the knowledge from that story, which just seems to be Claremont playing damage control with some of the stuff, the splitting up of Maddie and Scott, or at least the way it was handled, was just a really bad decision on Marvel's part. Perhaps that's one of the reasons I was never able to fully vibe with Cyclops as a character. Sorry, Eric, I know he's your boy. Other than that, the main X-Men book is still very good, and I can't wait to dive into more. It's not all... So, addressing that, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's, let's Let, talk let's, about let's it. Let's talk about it. It was it was fucking it was bad. Listen, I, one of my as, favorite things about Cyclops is that he makes terrible decisions. He is a very real person. That is, is such a terrible yeah. fucking decision. Yes. It's but sometimes it's it's a real decision as terrible as it is. Yes. And I am no in no way ever going to advocate or try to sign off on him leaving his wife and newborn child for no it's so unchill that's why madeline fryer is the most disrespected character in x-men comics and that's why everything she's doing right now is justified is completely justified and and always is and always i i can't there's no arguing against it no cyclops is still my favorite character in the x-men but genuinely terrible thing that he did it's because he's the most human of the x-men that is the most human thing to do. Yes. Totally. Like agree. he is very fallible. And he's I love a, that about Scott. A, he might be one of the most fallible characters in comics. In comics. And yeah. I think that's it's something that always brings me back to the character. But yes, yeah. terrible thing. Yes. Uh, you've terrible got a thing. lot of good shit coming up. Mutant Massacre is fantastic. Hell yeah. We also get, uh, like you said, Inferno's coming up. Both all timers when it comes to X-Men events. Hell yes. Um, so he writes, it's not all doom and gloom for me though. Last thing I have for this week is a bit more detail on the first year of stories for my ultimate runaways pitch. Thanks for the kind words. Hello. A small addendum on X 23. She has the ability to talk, 
but was just never taught. Think pre-52 Cassandra Cain. Cassandra Cain, hell yeah. The first arc would be establishing the characters and their dynamics with one another. Despite them having been on the same team for months, none of the kids know the other's real names. They only use their code names. That's super cool. Over the course of the opening issues, each member of the team reveals their name to the group. I wanted this to be a symbol that they are starting to trust each other in their shared situation, which will make the tragedies thereafter all the more heartrending. They are sent to Maria Hill by Carla Sofen, Ultimate Moonstone, making her debut, who is in charge of hypnotically conditioning the team for for the Pride, but she has a change of heart and helps them escape. She sends them to Maria because Maria is the only person she knows isn't corrupted by the Pride, as they have their fingers in every level of government institution as well as various businesses. Carla and Hill are also exes. They're dynamics similar to Ray Montoya and Batwoman, with their breakup being as equally as rough as that one was. Hell yeah, boy. Maria initially doesn't believe them, but she recognizes some of the team as missing persons reported after the ultimatum wave. Hydra's Siege of America, Galactus's attack, and various other events. The end of the arc would feature a big battle between the Runaways and the Pride's hit squad, Team X. Deathstrike... Frank Simpson, the former nuke now going by the captain, Kimura, Taskmaster, and Domino. The fight spills into the streets, revealing the runaway civilian identities to the world, which would set off a chain reaction that gets every major superhero team looking for the runaways. For example, Kitty gets a team of X-Men together to track down X-23, and S.H.I.E.L.D. wants to get her hands on, their hands on Eli to find out how he has a super soldier serum in his blood. The second arc, the team is on the run from the Pride, but keep getting found no matter where they go, where they go, leading to them suspecting a traitor being among them. The Pride's identities would be revealed in this arc, them being Alex Wilder, Carolina Dean, Elias Starr, a.k.a. Egghead! Hell yeah! yeah. Um, Morgan Lafay, Margaret Hayes, Molly's grandmother, Miles Warren, so he doesn't get to date Aunt May. Sick, boy! So good. And the mysterious leader they all report to. Upon reaching Canada, it's revealed that the Thunderbolts Project is a product of the newly restarted Weapon X program. With Pride having taken the facilities and research and renaming it Weapon Plus. Eli knew this all along as he and Gravity were the only ones who volunteered for the project because they wanted to be heroes. Though they didn't know just how evil their benefactors were. I wanted that plot line to be similar to Eli taking MGH to get his powers in the original Young Avengers story. However, even with this revelation, Eli is not the traitor. X-23 is. Hell yeah! She's still following her programming from the Pride and reporting on the team's location, though she has slowly started to fight against it. Having grown closer to the group, especially Molly, who viewed her as an older sister. I I wanted their dynamic to be like Logan and Jubilee in the 616 continuity. Love that. Love that. Love it. I'm about to... X-23 would be kicked out of the group, and since the Pride would also have no more use for her, she would be all alone for a while. During this time, the book would divide its time between X-23's Wandering, where she meets this universe's Chase and Gert, and the rest of the team until they all reunite in the final story arc of the first year. First year would finally end with a bang. I planned a bombastic and final battle between the surviving Runaways and Team X, wherein X-23 finally casts away her designation and speaks for the first time, shouting, I am Laura. The cliffhanger to start year two would be the team traveling to Japan to find out more about Noriko, but are stopped by Japanese Prime Minister Mariko Yoshida, who vaguely recognizes Laura. Maria Hill brings the runaway's case to the book club's resident paper daddy, Ben Urich, and Mm. the Pride's leader revealing himself to be the maker. 
Still rough around the oh. edges, but these were just some of the story ideas I had to build the world Ooh. out more. Despite there being a few big battles, I really wanted this to be a character-driven story more than anything else. This book is about lost children finding community, love, and most of all, hope within each other as well as within themselves. The batters, the battles are just icing. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Stay awesome and stay safe. Yeah, just Marcel crushing this Runaways. Crushing it. Can I tell you, my favorite thing about that is that it. I love Runaways. I've always loved Runaways, I You're think. Great. And I think that you absolutely nailed what Runaways is about. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 about, it's not just Runaways. about revolt. It's truly about <laughs> kids who are lost and are trying to find their way. Yeah. And I, I love that you kept that as the core. Marcel, well played, my friend. Well played. Well played. God Very damn, nice. I want to read that book so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, that Ultimate Doctor Strange and Ultimate Enforcers are my, on my pull list every single month. Fuck, fuck, I want to read that so bad. God, I miss the Ultimate so Universe so much. Yes. Oh. Well, at least we know now that it's out there. For miles to come back to. Yeah, What if that was the end of Spider-Man? Uh, of Spider-Man, like fuck. the new Spider-Verse thing? If he just went back, I'd be so happy. Same. By the way, I was thinking, what if the sequel to, like, Into the Spider-Verse is Miles Morales as 616 Miles Morales, the villain? Like, what if, like, like that kind of... Uh, in across the Spider Verse, oh, in across shit. the Spider Verse, that's kind so of what I was thinking. Is actually the true is actually Miles, Miles and Miles. that's why everyone's after him. Yeah, Maybe. that would oh, that would make a lot of sense. That yeah. would be interesting. Oh no, yeah, I was thinking about this last. That would night. be interesting. Also, oh, no. I forgot to mention this too: uh, the relationship between six one six Miles Morales and uh, uh, Wilson Fisk kind of remind me and made me think like this was the backstory between Wesley and. And Wilson Fisk in season one oh. of Daredevil. Yeah. 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 Fair. You're right. You're right. You know I mean? So our Wesley. final email comes from Abdullah Kathrada. Abdullah, right now. Good to see you. Hi, gang. Hope you're all keeping well. I had totally forgotten about the insane last page of the last volume. I didn't know if I have the same optimism as Malcolm that it was done on purpose. I mean, this, this is the same writer who tried out the name Shazadam for Black Adam and then denied it when it leaked and just ignored it when the actual comic came out with that stupid name there for everyone to see. How is that I, name even supposed to be pronounced? I don't know if that's real. I, I think I don't it's know. real. I really don't know. After the cable bullshit, I believe everything is real. Now. <laughs> yeah. I believe everyone is the future of espionage, <laughs> espionage at this point. Everyone is capable of being. I have seen the future. Uh, I've seen the future of international espionage, espionage. and I believe I Shazadam is the Shazadam. key to it. <laughs> Awful. I thought I'd give a hot take of my own. I think that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might be the best of all the Marvel shows, including the current ones. From the back oh. half of season one on, it was solid straight through to the end with some incredible highs and great writing and character development, especially Fitz and Simmons. It's an absolute crime that it was unceremoniously jettisoned from the quote-unquote official canon. Also, Simmons should have absolutely been director after Coulson. Max, great, but Simmons earned it. Yeah. Agreed. 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 I don't know if I would call it the best, but it's definitely top five for sure. 
Uh, I also have a question for you this week. What are your guys' thoughts on event comics and the rate at which they keep coming? I think it would be better to have one, just one every two years at minimum. I would, yeah. It would let the event feel more important and give it more stakes. The way both Marvel and DC seem to be continuously publishing events like they're chaining together a combo in a video game is ridiculous to me. It's just tiring and makes them not have any real meaning or stakes. Looking forward yeah, to hearing your thoughts, true. Abdullah. Totally agree. And we've talked Abdullah, about on the yeah. podcast just the oversaturation of events in comics. Mm-hmm. And I think one big one every couple of years would be great. It would yeah. be so much better um, because I think it, I think it should be like kind of like a high school thing where at least like four years of just like building up to something and then five and yeah. then finally releasing it. And that whole year, that fifth year is just the event. Yeah. Like something like that. Like Jason really Aaron's cool. big, like conclusion Avengers forever that he's putting on right now would feel a lot bigger if judgment day didn't come out literally the week before. I forgot right. that Judgment Day was a thing because I was just about to say, I don't think we had a big event last year. It was Judgment Day. I can't remember. Right. I forgot. <laughs> Fucking um, I, I do appreciate that they've, I think uh, both Marvel and DC have kind of taken up the idea of doing family events more as opposed yes, to totally events. Agree. So, for yeah. example, we have Captain America Cold War coming, yes, you know, which is only stoked. going to be in the Captain America, but return to Dimension Z, baby! Dimension Z! Yeah. Uh, it also but, we haven't you know, had like a cap event. We haven't had a, a cap event in a while, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that we have like you know family events more now as opposed to big company crossover events. So yeah. I like that, like you know, Jason Aaron's ending is just in like Avengers and Avengers Forever, and yeah. that's the only place that it is. So that way, it, it feels like a big event thing in the context of the story. But if you're not reading that story, like you don't have to fucking worry about it. It's not going to touch the Black Panther book. And you same know, like, with like. Same with like, and this is a teaser for next week's Wednesday episode, uh, set sitting down with uh, Jeremy Adams, writer of The Flash right now. Uh, he talks about the one minute war feeling like a big Flash event. Sorry, wait, what? <laughs> we glazed right over that. Sorry, wait, what? Do you mean? What? 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 We just what? right over that. So yeah, he talks about, <laughs> talks about a one minute war and how it feels special because it's a flash event. Wait, what? We don't get a lot of flash events. You talk yeah, to Jeremy so... Adams, writer of The Flash, writer of yeah. Superman, Batman, Battle of the Super Sons. Also writer of uh, Justice Society, World War II, and, and? and Soul of the Dragon. And... Supernatural? <laughs> and also, as I came to find out doing research for that interview, Green Lantern, the animated series. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but, pretty uh, good. No uh, shit. Yeah. When did that? Dude, congrats. Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. And you'll be able That's to listen fantastic. to that episode on Wednesday. Hell, yeah. Um, I can't wait. But, yeah. Oh, my God. It, he, he talks about, like, how it feels more special in the Flash book because we don't really get Flash events. Yeah. And yeah. if we do, it's fucking flashpoint because everyone yeah. has to yes. do a flashpoint. Ex- yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, you check out that first issue of One Minute War and who, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Big swings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, a good it's, issue. It's a great issue. Absolutely love it. Wow. But, uh, yes. So, like you said, Abdullah, I think having one big event every couple of years would be the way to go for sure. But that does it. For this week's uh, volume, that does it for this week's book club. Next week, it's the end. 
This is the end. Dun, Hold dun, your dun. breath and count to ten. Um, we're going to be covering Spider-Man Volume 4, Miles Morales. The final volume of Bendis writing Spider-Man. Let's go ahead and dive into this. Uh, Synopsis goes like this. The Sinister Six Reborn. Miles Morales' world has been shaken up lately, but nothing compares to what the mysterious Iron Spider and his Ah. new group of supervillains are about to do. Sandman... Hobgoblin, The Spot, Electro, and Bombshell have united to make Spider-Man's life a living hell. And unfortunately for those closest to our hero, it's not just his life that's going to get obliterated. Miles' friend Lana has been through so much and grown into a hero, but with her mother, also named Bombshell, on the Sinister Six, things look set to blow up for her in a bad way. Miles faces his greatest challenge yet as writer Brian Michael Bendis bids a fond farewell to one of his most beloved creations. What legacy will he leave for Miles Morales' Spider-Man? So yeah, that's going to cover Spider-Man fucking 234 through 240 because we're back to legacy numbers. Legacy numbers! Just for this volume. Um... But yeah, that is, uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, this is going to be the grand finale of this season of the Geek Explained Book Club. Now, it, it does not include the annual, correct? No. Okay. Uh, I, I was curious about that. Okay. Uh, there's a really good uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man annual uh, written, by, uh, written by Brian Hill. Um, Should we include the that's annual? A, no, no. It has nothing no? to do with Okay, cool. Okay. It has nothing to do with this at all. I, I was just curious if it included it. But it's a good read. If you ever want to go read it, it's a good read. I think Simon Kadransky draws it. Oh, hell yeah. But yeah, it's, it's nice. a good read. It's a good like one-shot story. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, next week, it's the end. We have reached the finish line. This is oh it, boys. It's, oh my God. We're going to see how this all wraps up. Oh, I have previously read Spider-Man. I have no idea what's going to happen this next No volume. clue. Memory serves. This volume is really fucking excellent. This, All right, we're gonna find it out. already. You already got the Sinister Six. Of course, this is already gonna be fun. And double bombshells. Double yeah. bombshells. It's gonna be great. Uh, also, they don't specify what's going on with Electro there, and it's a specific period oh. of time with Electro. You should look at the cover. Interesting. Oh, okay, okay. Right. we're gonna find. You guys out. should look at the cover of the volume right now because the cover of the volume is really awesome. I, I am the spider cover. of it I all is really cool. sick. Uh, but Electro there. I don't see Electro on that's this not cover. your boy. Wait. Oh, that's right. I don't see Electro. What are you talking about? It's the all black Spider-Man one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. The cover we'll, for the next issue, I guess. No spoilers. I, we will get to it. No spoilers. We'll get yeah. to it it's next sick. week. So yeah, we are going to uh, we're going to finish off this baby next week, and then uh, maybe we'll give you a clue as to what we're doing next. Join us next week uh, for the finale. It's Santa. (laughs) Join us next week for the finale of this season of the Geek Explained Book Club. Uh, Be there, be square, not a circle. It's it's gonna be one for the uh, for the books for sure. Uh, But until then, I for the Geek Explained Book Club. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Eric Azana. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. I guess next week you could say that we're in Tron Legacy because we've reached the end of the line club.
that was some Reed Richards amount of stretching, but I'm going to give it to you. Wait, say that again. All right. 